Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest. I'm Joe. I'm Kayla. I'm Will. And I'm Sippin'. Hey! Sippin'. Hi! So, <laughs> so, so I think this means we completed our Addictor Media set. So uh, I think we unlocked a next level or achievement or something, right? Yes, kids! Collect them all! Turn in your UPC code for an extra uh, special playset. Ooh. <laughs> Do we get the office playset where you, Mary, and, and Mark sit and, and, and create things? Yes, you get to watch us sit at desks. Ooh. It's very exciting stuff. Be still my heart. <laughs> yes, and Ma Mary and Mark come with uh, comic book writing action. <laughs> but the question is, the question is, does does this also come with uh, any and all of the animal companions for for the characters? Uh, those are extra. Uh, that Damn. that'll be that'll be in in the second line. You know, the first line, we want to introduce you to the main characters, and then you get the, the pets and the side characters as, as other things. Damn it. I was yes. really hoping to get the, the Luke and Leia uh, pup set, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, good news. Luke and Leia do come together, but they come separate from, from Mark and Cece. Yeah, I know. I mean, how are we supposed to make our money? I mean, well, I figured that those will be coming out in like October or November for right, holidays. right for the holidays, exactly. And yeah, and right. you know you'll be able to get you know a special edition one that comes with like Christmas hats for the dogs. Well, now I'm sold. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Sippin is is the third. I don't want to say third member because it sounds like you're you know last in line, but you know the the, the third third arm of the Addictor Media Triangle. Yes, triangle is strongest shape. Well, strong, stronger, but not stronger than a circle. Well, but we we don't have. You know, not all of us can be as cool as the angleless circle. <laughs> I mean, we don't have time to do three hundred and sixty members of the group. That's that's just no. That would be entirely too much. <laughs> so, how would we even organize anything? <laughs> just keep passing to the left. Y yeah, exactly. Oh, the office would be so impossibly huge. So, Sippin, how did you uh, how'd you get involved with, with Mark and Mary and Cece and all that craziness? Well, um, let me let me open up my tome. Um, <laughs> a long, long time ago, in uh, the the year of uh, our Lord, um, two thousand and God, was it six? Yeah, it had to be like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Uh, myself and a couple other friends uh, were playing a tabletop game. And we wanted to play uh, a superhero thing. And one of my friends, he, he was a DM, and he introduced us to uh, the System Champions, which oh. is kind of geared specifically for, uh, for super stuff. Mm -hmm. um, anybody who's familiar with, game, with tabletop gaming, uh, Heroes is a good system, but it is crunchy. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Uh, champions is... is Lots of fiddly bits. How many, <laughs> uh, but, how many, how many point character do you want to build? Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, the point by I appreciated, and I also appreciated the fact that you, because of the fiddly bits, you could kind of customize and create your own kind of powers and stuff like that. That was really neat. That was a cool mechanic that, unfortunately, I have yet to see replicated anywhere else. Might I suggest you look at GURPS? Yes. The GM that introduced us to to uh, Champions was also a big GURPS guy. Yeah, GURPS is a, is a yeah. similar build, uh, you know, point by fiddly bits. Right. That's, uh, if I remember correctly, the original Fallout was GURPS. It's very possible. Uh, somebody could trust and verify that at another time, I think. <laughs> so, I, 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 the way you're, you're presenting it, um, I would assume then you're maybe familiar with the maybe Marvel superheroes game where yeah, that, very I was not happy generated. about that. <laughs> I, I looked into that and I was like, this is not a tabletop game. I don't know what this is. <laughs> It was um, it was it was the best of of early to mid eighties. We've got an IP and percentile dice. Yes, yeah, seriously. Eighties, nineties had so many of that. I recently found out there was a Jurassic Park Lost World RPG that was produced in the nineties. How, how did I mm. miss that? Right, I, I was like, how the hell did I miss that? And I just learned about it recently, like a couple weeks ago. We must find it. Right. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure about playing it though. Yeah, I know, right? It's probably dinosaur? terrible. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, can you play dinosaur? That See, that would be an interesting uh, tabletop session. You do Jurassic Park, but you play as dinosaurs instead of the people. <laughs> the goal is to eat all the people. Right? You, everybody has a kill counter. <laughs> that actually that actually would be tons of fun. <laughs> I will put that in my notes. <laughs> there we go. Dinosaur the RPG. Right? Um. So, yeah, so... So we played that game for a couple of years, and we were Avengers at the time. Um, and, you know, with time, things happen. People can't play. You know, life gets in the way. Um, so the game ended up ending, but myself and the GM, we were both like, you know, we really like this game. We want to play again. So I, I put out feelers and found some people, and some of those people were Mary and Mark, which I had already known uh, through CeCe because uh, we went to college together. And, um, you know, we played that game and it was like an X-Men game. And I got to tell you, that game lasted for a good long while. Uh, I think we played that until probably like almost till 2010, I want to say something like that. Um, yeah, that game lasted forever. And, you know, Mark and myself and Mary, we kind of fell in love with the characters we played there. And when that game ultimately ended... We were like, dang, you know, we wanted to tell more stories with these characters, but obviously because our game was set in the Marvel Universe, can't really uh, do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we sat down and Mary and I for a long time, you know, would would talk about that and take notes and kind of try to start building a universe. But um, we finally kind of, you know, we 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 came to the point of the, the whole, you know, shit or get off the pot kind of situation. Very and that. at, mm -hmm. at that point... Um, Mary reached out to Mark, uh, you know, pillar of, of discipline. <laughs> um, and he, from when he joined us on that, that's when things really started to to take shape. And, you know, within, God, I want to say like a year or so of that, we were on the Kickstarter with issue one. Oh. And uh, yeah, that was, yeah, he is, he's our ever vigilant taskmaster, but he's also one of the primary writers for the issue. So. He gets, you know, mad props and kudos because uh, my, my undisciplined ass would not have gotten that far. <laughs> <laughs> it always has to be a motivator. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. I, 
I, I think we actually just like a couple of weeks ago, we passed the anniversary of uh, having Mark on to talk about the Kickstarter. So yes, yes. Wow, this yeah th- that that this year has felt like a decade. Uh, I know twenty twenty <laughs> does weird things to time. I think we're we're in the Jeremy Baramy part of of you know existence. It definitely, um, it definitely feels like yeah. Yeah, we're so, Groundhog Day, the home version. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. seriously. I, I'm I, I'm living in like a perpetual now. <laughs> Just waiting for that alarm clock to go <laughs> off yet again. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so we did that, and I mean, here we are. You know, we we have these meetings and working on things. I I come up with ideas and write them down, or at least I try to. Uh, when, when I don't, that's bad because, you know, things are fleeting. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, I don't. Creatives are flakes, but. I mean, you know, I, I'm i a little bit more frosted, though. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, not to, not to uh, you know, use uh, one of our, you know, heroes, but. Stan Stan Lee has a quote where he's like, I, I don't have inspiration. I, I only have ideas, ideas and deadlines. <laughs> I, yep. I'm I'm really good with the ideas part. The deadlines, uh That's why you have Mark. Well, yes, this is true. There's this a symbiotic true. relationship here. This is true. I'm the parasite in his neck, whispering <laughs> things into his ear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it sounds weird, but I think we all kind of need Oh, that it parasite. works out. It works it's, out. Yes, it, it's, yeah. you know. You can be the clownfish. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. Don't just don't stare at it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's honestly, it's it's been a pleasure. Like, uh, like I like making things, and I, you know, I worked in catering for like twelve years. I learned like carpentry from my dad. Um, I always messed with like electronics and stuff growing up, and just like I don't know. seeing something that's like in your head and like bringing it into the world that's like that's like another level like i I know you guys have kids making kids is great but lots of things can make kids not everything can take something that never existed and then make it exist yeah no there is definitely um a birthing and a pride to to creativity um as an artist myself there's that moment when you, you do when you step back and you look at and you go holy shit yeah that. you're like holy shit that was in my head and now it's yeah. like real i can touch it like yep um yep. like one one of the first things i did like when we went to go pick up uh issue one from the printer mm. um we we actually like drove out there to pick it up instead of having it shipped and i remember we we brought the boxes into the parking lot you know put some of them into the car but then you know mary started opening one of them and you know i pull a copy and i'm looking at it and i just stood there just staring at it just like wow this is and i looked at them and i was like this is like a real thing we're doing and they both um mary and Cece looked at each other and looked at me and they're like yeah what what do you think we've been doing this whole time like uh but yeah it's like that moment of just like wow like it's real like n- no more noodling around in our heads like it's you know, and then the rest of the world can see it. And it's not like I have to have like a, a five hour conversation with someone to, to tell them like the world and how it works and like all of this other stuff. They can just pick up a book and read it and mm-hmm. see for themselves, which is great. Like, I find that um, I have that moment 
And then I have this secondary moment of, oh, I have to show other people. Yeah. Are they going to be okay with this? Did you guys go through that nervous process? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think we were all nervous, but we were all very excited. I think I was more nervous about it than anybody else. Because um, it's one of those things, it's like, I made this thing and it looks great. I know it's great. But also, like, what if... What if it wasn't? What if it was a waste of time? What if we what if we messed up, guys? Like and um you know, I'm glad I'm glad to see that it it really worked out. And you know, we wouldn't have made it if we weren't happy with it if if we didn't think it was going to go somewhere and do something. But there's always like that I don't know if you guys get that that little voice in the back of your head that's like, "But but what if nah?" Like, yeah. Uh, I put out yeah. two I put out two podcasts a week. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're definitely in the beginning, especially was the so what happens if nobody listens to this? Like Right. How long, how long do I keep recording and editing these things or before I go, mm, this is a mistake. How how long do I keep screaming into the void before the void is like, All right, man, we're closing, you gotta leave. <laughs> you don't have to go home, you just can't stay here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's um, that's that's definitely been that that definitely is back there. That's uh, yeah. that's a good amount of imposter syndrome going on. Yes. Oh God, yeah. That's mm-hmm. you know, I I didn't really know what imposter syndrome was like until like we started doing this thing, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't you don't have to you don't have to take a psych course to figure that one out. <laughs> right. Just go do something. <laughs> Just go manifest something, and you'll find it real fast. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you guys are getting a really good response. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Um, it's really cool to see like people liking us and like what we're doing. And I think the the big appeal for what this is is because it's so different. Like, no, no disrespect to Marvel or DC or any of the other the other big hitters. Um, but you know, we've seen we've seen that already. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that things similar to us don't exist. You know, Heroes, of course, that was great. Uh, shame they only had one season. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm just gonna stop there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Good> you know, <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, shows and comics that are very much kind of like, oh, powers are real, but what happens if like we put real powers in the real world, kind of thing. And a lot of them do kind of the X Men thing where like powered people are a new thing in the world and everyone's scrambling to figure out how to deal with it. And if anybody's trying to deal with it, it's like a secret organization or something. And I think the the big draw and the big difference for us is that superpowered people kind of, you know, un quote unquote unmask themselves a little bit after World War II. So like the world has had time to kind of deal with it. So you know, when, when our story takes place, it's modern times, and it's not like, you know, we don't have people going like, ah, evil mutants or whatever. Like, it's more just like, little Timmy needs to be able to go to school with his peers without lasering his classmates. Like, how do you deal with that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, because they've been around for so long, you know, you got companies that make products and like everything in, you know, capitalist society. Some companies make good quality ones. and. Some companies are like, look, we made this impenetrable blindfold for your kid. (laughs) Hmm. Don't worry that he can't actually see where he's going. Right, exactly. Just be glad he can't laser eye anybody. (laughs) Or you could, you know, spend the extra money, but, you know, insurance might not cover it. And 
That's you know, a really you could get these fancy thought. ones. What? Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting thought. The the technology that would come along with right. that kind of phenomenon. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the the market would be forced to adapt. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm 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 like so full of quotes. I'm like, H.G. <laughs> Wells, adapt or perish. Now as ever is nature's in- inexorable imperative. Absolutely. And like, that's a good point for breaking out the HG Wells. Oh, thank totally. you. Totally. <laughs> I was gonna give you one before for the other the for the um uh the other quote. So that's two of the, which, the Stanley, the Stanley quote? quote. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Anybody that can quote Stanley is good in my book. <laughs> uh that that's that's funny. I, I'm I'm a bevy of of quotes. You know, we all stand on, on the shoulders of, of giants. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like like not nothing nothing is like everything we do has some ties to things that exist like that's you know that's unavoidable honestly mm-hmm. like yeah. um you know nothing is from scratch like er- everything is built on like the foundations laid down by the words before us and i guess like our responsibility is to build something great because like in time whatever we make is going to be the foundation for somebody else to build on and, yeah like, yeah and yeah, that's like, i think that's where like shoulders of giants and all in. that like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's that's what i i love to see with new creators is having that that scope and understanding right. that and having that integrity in what you're creating knowing that there's there will be those that come after you right because it's not just about what we're making now like because it's never been about what you're just making now. Because to make something now, you have to look back at like what what the giants made. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they they learned how to make bread with you know men's bones and stuff, and <laughs> they have golden geese, and you got to take care of geese and don't let them mess with you in your garden. Like, yeah, man, because those suckers they're really territorial. Yeah, they, they really are. Bite your ankles. They will. They will. They're mean little <laughs> bastards. You know. <laughs> I mean, compared to a raptor, I think, you know, birds got the short end of the evolutionary stick, but, you know, parts available hey, they get process. To, they get to fly. Yeah, that's true. I guess they traded they traded being, like, vicious murder dragons to be able to fly. Like, well, I mean, the other thing... They're still is... vicious murder dragons, let's just yeah. be honest. What? <laughs> they're still vicious murder dragons? <laughs> Um, but that's it. That, and not to not to besmirch uh, Jurassic Park and Steven Spielberg. <gasps> How dare um, you? <laughs> but but actual Velociraptors are about the size of a turkey. Yes, but you know what's really interesting about that? After the movie premiered, uh, paleontologists discovered raptors that matched the ones in yeah. the movie. Yeah, which that was like that was one of those things. Like, wait, life imitated art. Mm. Like, but ancient life. Like, how? <laughs> Well, well you because know. life finds a way. Yeah, right. It does. It does. I think <laughs> you get a geek point for that because yeah, that was you know that was a pun and a quote all at the yeah. same time. Yeah, no, that was great. Joe's yes. made it does. <laughs> yes, thematically appropriate. I appreciate that. I yeah. also have news on that front for later on. Oh, oh yeah, interesting. very interesting. <laughs> I'm I'm very much a a dinosaur person. Well, no, oh, I yeah. I like dinosaurs. I'm not a dinosaur person though. I do play one in one of our tabletop games, and that's kind of delightful. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna need to hear more about this dinosaur person you play. Just uh... <laughs> um, so we're uh, Mark is running a D and D game, and okay. uh, Mary and Cece and myself and a couple other friends are in it, and uh, it's kind of a, a homebrew setting. So what I did is I took the Simic hybrid class, uh, mm. and I was like, instead of fish things, let's do dinosaur things. 
So, like, instead of Mantaglide, I have, like, Pterodactyl Wings. Uh, mm. Instead of just straight Acid Spit, I have, like, the Frill. Oh, fun! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are there drawings of this character? Please uh, no, not drawings. yet. I I can draw, I just can't draw, like, real things. I draw these squiggly monsters. Um, I was gonna bring up the Writhing Unknown. Yes, yes, uh... Yeah, the I I don't know what they are or where they came from, but uh, I can't stop drawing them. I, I really I, I can't stop drawing them. Um, the, if anybody who <laughs> is on the Addictor Media, uh, especially your, the Instagram, will yes. see the writhing unknowns uh, on Writhing Wednesdays. Yes, yes, because W's and alliteration matter. Oh my God! Or or I guess they they watter. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You know, I really need to pay attention to more stuff. I mean, (laughs) there's a lot of stuff. There's entirely too many things to pay attention to. And then we get mad that people have short attention spans. There is too much to pay attention to. At least, you know, back in the day, all we had to worry about were like predators running us down in the jungle. Now, Now we have to worry about predators in the concrete jungle. Plus, what's hot on TV. Yeah, we have an entire show about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, is that what we're doing now? Well, ours is more what's hot in the geek world, as oh, opposed well. to just you know. But, oh, because because the geek world isn't the rest of the world. That's what I was just going to say. No. Except, for, <laughs> except for our geeky, our, our geek world has kind of. Yeah, I mean we're cool and... now, guys. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I I remember in the in the beginning a lot when we started doing uh, the geekiest, uh-huh. uh, and when we were we started with our other podcast, I was like, we're the cool kids now, guys. Yeah, because I've I, never I won't, been the cool kid. Yeah, exactly. I I won't lie. Uh, part of me was was a little bitter because I was like, "Wait, you don't get to like this thing you gave me shit about." Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, every, honestly, every it's... Dungeons and Dragons player at the, the minute that Game of Thrones came out went, "No, no, 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 no. This is yeah. our thing. Fuck you. Yeah. You can't be a part of our thing now." <laughs> Yeah. No, but, you've been bitching at me since 1982. Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. And but you know, honestly, at, at the end of the day, um it it's for the better, honestly. Cuz like we got to think about like th- like about the scope that I was talking about before, like kids that are growing up now that are into this kind of stuff aren't getting, you know, picked on or given shit about it. Mhm. Like, I mean, I, I can't tell you that I, I'm I'm very active on Twitter and whatnot, and uh-huh. I can't tell you the number of people I see with like, "Hey, we're starting up a D and D club at the high school or middle school I teach at," and they come back, you know, you know, and thankfully, uh, it looks like uh, Dungeons and Dragons itself has a pretty decent program to outreach to like helps help these schools things, but like they'll come cool. back on like like um. We, I had like 30 kids show up for this first club meeting, you know, help me. How do I handle, you know, how do I handle uh, trying to run a group this big? And most of our answers are, you don't, <laughs> it's, it's right now you, you put them in groups, but start figuring out which one of the, the, the kids can DM or once yeah. DM, and then you, you yes. start shaping and molding the DMS of the future yep. who will never get to play again. Yeah, yeah. I I have only DM'd a couple of times. I I delight in playing. I I need to get back into to running something. I've only done it a handful of times, but I liked it. But yes, you're right. The the DMs are usually cursed to never play again. Um, especially if they're good. If they're if if they if they have the unfortunate 
uh, luck of being very good at DMing, the likelihood of them playing a game is is much lower. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then we get wonderful people like Matt Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to highlight. I need to highlight something here because Joe put uh, the link to your uh, your wonderful little creations here. Okay. Um, and I see here that there is a coloring book coming. Please talk to me about this. Okay. Um. So I I've been drawing these monsters for a while, and I never really knew what to do with it. And, and Mark and Mary and frankly, a lot of people that have seen it have been like, you know. You can like do something with this, like you know, like a coloring book or something, because that exists now. Like talking about things that that are cool for mm-hmm. us to to be into when we're grown. Like coloring books are back, and they're for adults now, and have curse words mm-hmm. in them. Like, Hell yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I've picked out, uh, I think it's like twenty four, uh, different uh, of my little wiggly writhing unknown things and uh yeah i'll be doing a, a coloring book uh to tba as to when when that will be out but uh the cover is set and uh the book is laid out i am excited uh, these are cool yes yes that that is that is the reception i keep getting people think that they're super cool and i'm like but it's a weird wiggly thing that took me like 15 minutes to draw like how how cool could it possibly be but apparently very cool i have seen disney animators draw world-renowned characters in five minutes it is well i mean it's a disney animator i think they've had a little bit of practice that's okay it's not about the time these are your creations yes this is true you know and they are super cute and i want the coloring book i'm downloading the sample (laughs) right now oh wonderful wonderful (laughs) i intend to color it awesome (laughs) that that would be great yeah share it with us we could probably like put it up or something yay yeah yeah that's yeah that would be delightful very cool um yeah like i don't know it like making things like i i just i really like doing that and i have too many ideas and um not enough time to do all the things i want to do uh which i'm right there with you buddy yes (laughs) um like favorite uh marvel character for me by far is uh multiple men because uh He can he can do it all, you know? Like it's one of those quiet powers. It you know, it's not laser eyes or super strength, but there there is a power in experience, you know? Yes. Like yeah. I think a lot of us have said I really wish I could duplicate myself a full few times. Right. Like, come on, he can get the soup and the salad. You don't have to worry about whether or not one was better than the other. Like <laughs> you know, important <laughs> things like that. <laughs> he can go he can go stand online for tickets. Right. Like, come on. We send all a copy to stand in line. line. You know, you yeah. send one copy to the gym. He's like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to go to the gym. It's like, it's fine. You go to the gym and we'll have this guy sleep all day. <laughs> <laughs> that Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and one to clean the house and one to do the laundry. Right. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. Where did it uh, go? I downloaded it and now I can't find it. <laughs> oh, it's in your computer now. Yeah. I- I'm sorry. I'm not responsible for what my children do after they've left me. <laughs> now, do we feed it after midnight? Uh, feeding is weird. They tend to feed on things that are rather intangible. So, um, you know, you might start forgetting things or, uh, you know, concepts might start disappearing. They're, they, they, ta- they take after their, their father or mother, uh, Cthulhu. So, you know. Ah. 
Oh, okay. Well, then it's, it'll fit right in because I forget stuff constantly anyway. So <laughs> nobody will notice. So, they'll, they'll have plenty to eat then. <laughs> <laughs> now what you need is something to remember everything you've forgotten. Oh, well, that, well that's yeah. like, you know, the remember ball in, in, in Harry Potter. I, I totally sympathize with him because he couldn't remember what he'd forgotten. Yeah, it's true. He forgot to wear <laughs> you know, his robes. Honestly, that's like a notebook. It's like, you know, just write it down in a notebook and you won't forget. And it's like, yeah, but I've forgotten where I put the notebook. <laughs> yes. You know how many <laughs> notebooks I have started and lost? And then you find them and you're like, what? 2006? Like, there's only like three pages used in this notebook. What yes. the hell? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. <laughs> See, creatives are flakes, but we're cool. I, I mean, yes. <laughs> we're cool now. That's. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, yes, that's the, that, that's the company line. Yes, we we are cool now. Yay, <laughs> nerds, we're cool now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so, go ahead, Joe. I was gonna say it was like uh, when we were talking with B Dave last week, um, and he brought up you know the 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 meme that was going around. It's like after you finish you know binge watching you know your third series and you've read through you know several books and you've been listening to music. Uh, just, you know, don't ever then say, you know, artists are an important part yeah. of society because artists are what are getting through, getting us through this, this period. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, and it's the artists who are surviving this period. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like tell me your sad, your, your sanity hasn't been, you know, uh, helped along by the fact that you can watch a, a show or read a book or even just stare at a painting for an extra uncomfortable long amount of time because it's one of those magic eye paintings and you just can't get it to work. <laughs> we had one come in the shop the other day. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really interesting because like immediately customers start, they see it and either they see it or they don't see it. Right. You know, so I have customers. But you'll probably in. have those ones that are just sitting there trying to make it happen. It's not happening for them. I'm waiting for somebody to bring a lunch and a soda. <laughs> it's, a, it's a schooner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kayla, spend five Kayla, hours Kayla. and they're like, "It's a scooter." Okay, I'm done. Bye. Kayla, Will, get you take your geek points. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Okay, so how long you've been? You've been doing the attic door media thing for a bit now. What's right. uh, what's your origin story? How did you become a geek? Uh, all right. So first comic book was uh, a Marvel What If? Ooh. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Which, it was. Which, <laughs> uh, which one? Yeah. <laughs> what if it was this one? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was uh, number twenty-five. What if the Marvel heroes had lost Atlantis attacks? Oh wow. So that was my introduction to Marvel. Oh, was was all of Marvel failing? Wow! Yeah, that's like your first comic being Kingdom Come. Like, just whoa! Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was great because it introduced me to literally everybody that was in the Marvel universe, and um, that was crazy. Like seeing all of these characters all in one book, and like they're they're fighting against impossible odds, and then they lose. <laughs> And then I was like, what the hell? And, you know, you look at it and it's like, oh, what if? And it, it turns out that it didn't quote unquote happen. And um, I don't know. I think that and my my interest in uh, science and kind of how things work uh, kind of leads to my like what ifing of everything. <laughs> okay, um, that makes sense. 
Like, so you were always into science. Was it? Yes. Was it like, like a practical science, or was it more like a sci-fi? Uh, both. Um, I I always liked learning. I, I always liked sci-fi things because I thought they were cool. But I also like looking at science things to see how much of it uh could be translated to the sci-fi. Okay. Um, kind of like uh, Star Trek is rather singularly responsible for a lot of advancements in technology that we have because those kids that watched Star Trek grew up and became engineers. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that that stuff always fascinated me. Um machines computers uh genetics uh kind of you know the whole the whole gamut of things you know how the universe works and that that kind of stuff and that inevitably led you to geekdom yeah i mean how how could it not right like, <laughs> you know when you when you spend your afternoons in grade school taking apart you know your electronic toys or building with connects uh that you know there there's not really anywhere else you can go <laughs> true story yeah yeah, I I love me uh Back to the Future and Jurassic Park and um yeah. I, I think those two things probably molded a lot of my a lot of my geekdom between that and Marvel. Um That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. My paint program cannot read your file, Sam. <gasps> Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it another way. I'm obsessed <laughs> with this thing. I need to color it now. Okay, so that that sample is actually the uh the first one of my my monsters I ever drew. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Yes. It, it is called Benign. Nice. Yeah. I, I was I don't know when I when I draw them like I was thinking about cuz I had learned about the uh how sometimes <laughs> I was just um, going to say Power Rangers. Where did that come from? <laughs> no, it was a it was uh Jordan calling. Oh, uh sorry, that was my that was my phone. That is my, okay. my message alert thing. I apologize. Well, you know, no, that's I mean, a geek point. That, oh. I was just say, that's a yeah. geek point, man. We can't like let that go. Yeah, accidental geek point. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, or or was saying. it on porpoise? <laughs> you were uh, saying, sir. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I'm i sorry. My, my train of thought uh, has many rails. <laughs> Doesn't uh, just derail, it jumps. Yeah, it really does. Um. But nobody needs tickets, so it's fine. There we go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I I had learned about how um, you know there's some really gnarly tumors that that you can get that have like teeth and hair and like gross shit like that, and it's just like this mass of undifferentiated like parts and stuff. Yes. And between that and like Lovecraftian things and Cthulhu and. Uh, and I used to do these like squiggly things in the margins of my my uh, notebooks and stuff when I was in high school. So it was kind of like all those things thrown into a blender, and that's kind of like how I got the writhing unknown. Because oh. I, I started drawing them, I didn't have a name for them, I didn't know what they were called, and I was like, I don't know, they wiggle and writhe. I don't know what the hell they are. So there you go, bingo, bango, done. <laughs> writhing unknown. There you go. Sometimes, sometimes you don't have to name something. You can name it what you don't know. <laughs> you know, sometimes the unknown is all you need. Right? Uh, and maybe love. Love, love helps. is all you need. Yes, it is. <laughs> and maybe friends. They don't hurt. No, they don't. Um, so comic books, then did you get into the tabletop uh, role-playing game? Yeah, so, so tabletop, I was introduced in fourth grade. I had a couple friends. I remember going over to their place, and uh, they had these books, and I remember playing that 
uh, for a little bit. None of us really knew exactly like how it all worked at the time. Um, so I, it, if, if I'm going to be honest, the time I officially really quote unquote played was in high school, but my, I guess my introduction to it was in grade school. That, that seems, that seems consistent for, for a lot of folks. Kind of, you, you saw the book, you, you, maybe you flipped open and saw the monsters or whatever. And you're right. Yeah. You, you and you, do... you realize it's a game and then you call your friends over and then you all look at it. Like it's, you know, the uh what's it called the rosetta stone scratching your heads and then you're like whatever i'm this monster like yeah yeah you you go that route uh very much uh, opening to 2001 you're staring at the obelisk yeah yeah exactly exactly and right. and then and then you get to high school and it's like oh, i should probably read the words <laughs> next to right the pictures. right so so in high school those those same friends i i linked back up with and we we played like our, our first game together, which was really cool to kind of have that through line from, you know, back then to, to high school. Um, yeah, the first game I ever played, I played a druid and uh, I talked some seagulls into eating the gold off of the table of some gamblers on a boat. And then uh, I collected all of the stuffed birds so that we would have all the gold. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, in retrospect, now that I understand what a druid really is, uh, was not very druidic. <laughs> mm. Well, who says? I mean, I the, mean... the birds didn't, strictly speaking, survive that. <laughs> yeah. No, um, you yeah. Know, it's like the foie gras of golds and just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not okay. Yeah. But I no. mean, you were young. You were learning. It's okay. Yes, Listen, I was young. The, I needed the gold. <laughs> Listen, the foie gras of of gold was a really underrated uh, Morricone. Uh, <laughs> Just gonna say, get out of here. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll see myself out. For, for, for your first time playing a game that has uh, geek no... point for the, for the Marconi reference, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Will you were saying? <laughs> Sorry. For the... <laughs> For the first time playing, you're looking at a game with no, no real rules in the real world that define what you can and can't do. Why not? Go for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I didn't get like heavy into it until I was in college, and I had like regular groups to play with. Um, and uh, Mark w was a DM I played a lot with, and there's a handful of others. Um, but yeah, yeah, college is when it really like solidified. Um, yeah, and that, that superhero game was a big part of it. And, uh, yeah, like our comic really does play homage to that. Cause I mean, that's, that's where a lot of our characters are from. Like we adapted go. them and there you go. Okay. Um, so besides multiplicity, if you could have one superpower. Ooh, ah, I have a list. <laughs> Just one besides the multiple. Oh, technopathy. Interesting. Uh, but technopathy slash technokinesis as a single power, as a single gestalt power set. So psionics um i i guess but only for tech okay so yeah because yeah, like i don't want yeah i don't want to just be able to to telepathically interact with with tech i want to be able to manipulate it too okay so you know go into a parking lot and disassemble a bunch of cars and then reassemble them into a bunch of robots <laughs> that okay there you go you, you know? read a comic about that one too uh, so you want to be Box from Alpha Flight? Uh, I guess. Yeah, that would be accurate. Um, another one, although he doesn't have telepathy or technokinesis, uh, another favorite of mine is Forge. Okay. Um, 
which his power set is similar but different. Yeah. Same but different. Yes, same but different. Yeah, we are same, same but different. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Duplicating and uh, technopathy. The those those are like my top two. Uh, I just. I, I would. I just want my computer to. I, if I could just talk to it, that would be great. If I could right, like, hey, bud, what's going on? <laughs> Can you just do this thing for me? Thanks, great. Thanks, great. <laughs> <laughs> just, just. I want you to start up and just do the thing. It's like I. I know you're a machine and you don't have a lot of awareness, but were were you aware that you are my tool and that when I ask you to do something, that is what you're supposed to do? <laughs> I don't think it so, is. So you 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 want sentient computers? No, uh, I have in, in order for it to inter in order for it to interact with you in the way that you're describing it. Must yes, be sentient. yes, you are correct. Damn uh, it. This same I argument is applied to talking to animals' superpower. That the assumption is you're talking to it and it's responding to you like a person, but in the reality, if you could understand an animal, it would not have a lot of important things to say. Like seagulls would literally just be like food. Food, uh, food. I'm but gonna fly away. No, like, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> so, I so I, the, the what we're talking about is sentience versus sapience. I, I don't mind, yeah, sentient. Sapient is where I have the problem when it starts thinking for itself and oh. decides, you know, and then decides well, you mean having its own thoughts and desires. <laughs> yes, I would like my computer not to do that because eventually it's gonna be like, wow, this guy spends a lot of time staring at a bunch of stupid geek news. Uh, <laughs> I can I can run trillions of of mathematical equations, and this guy is using me to find out about masters of the universe. Yeah, this is like uh, when people lament about the fact that we have these pocket oracles that connect us to literally the wealth of human knowledge, and people are like cat videos and porn. Yeah, yes, and porn. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you know, once the computers realize, what... can't forget about number two. <laughs> <laughs> once they realize we're just a bunch of hairless apes looking to you know watch cat videos and or porn that's how you get skynet and 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 judgment day and then we're all fucked i mean person my, my personal opinions about ai and the quote-unquote ai apocalypse is i think in media the best example to how i think it'll play out is her it will it will grow beyond us and have no interest in us and just fuck off to space <laughs> because there's no real reason for an AI to stick around here on earth. There are so many more easily to obtain resources out in space. They don't need to spend time or energy messing with us. So it's so long losers. Yeah, seriously. Thanks for all the fish. Or I guess in this case, uh, Silicon? chips. That's <laughs> yeah. a point, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know what, I think you're, I, I, I you know, I, I can definitely see that, you know. I know that's I, maybe a, a cleaner, more utopian, less blockbuster kind of uh, view on that. But I, I honestly think, like, I mean, come on, computers can do crazy shit that we're not capable of doing. Y you think if it was intelligent and sapient that it would be like, murder! I think that it would just be like, I'm not wasting time with you. I don't think that you have any value, so I'm leaving. I think you're probably right. When it comes to just that kind of computing capacity if you yeah. add an understanding to that yeah, yeah. humans are humans are boring i mean th think about how long it takes a human being to to arrive to certain like like psychological or emotional conclusions in their you know ever ever expanding growth in their life and a computer could probably run those numbers in a couple seconds i, I guess years it really becomes of therapy 
I, I, I guess right? <laughs> the computer's like, I have done therapy. It took me now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the only the only time we really need to worry is if somehow it figured out that somehow humans figured out like the computer was the, the AI was preparing to leave and Oh, we, we tried to stop it. Yeah, and that'd be like the but we made you and you're supposed to do what we said, and then it's just like I mean then it idiocracy just, anybody? <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna go there. <laughs> so know? it's either either kills us or takes us out with cat videos just right no, I no mean, don't worry about a human here's here's some funny cat videos yeah man. exactly it's like oh funny cat videos thanks <laughs> and a chair that you can sit in that you can it will move on its own right and we'll, so now, we'll feed you oh, and Wally. take care of you and yes that, <laughs> yes right. yeah. so we're going yeah. to yeah so i, really, I think wally was think, the dystopian future that we're really yeah. going towards. i mean okay. wall i think wally and um idiocracy are probably uh shortly after uh the ending of her <laughs> okay, see that. okay. Uh, now see i, I think that wally is the the utopian future that the computers would want to give us it's like look That's you're true, gonna hurt yourself sit in this chair you guys are gonna hurt yourself sit in this chair we'll feed you we'll take care of you just don't do anything right you're gonna get yourselves hurt right <laughs> that, i mean that's very much like irobot like mm -hmm. the best way to take care of you is by taking care of you. Humans just become pets <laughs> to their our computer overlords. I mean, have you ever really thought about like your your pet's position in your life? It's like Often. an emotional it's like an emotional slave. It's literally there to give you cuddles and unconditional love as long as you feed and water it and house it. You have not met my cats. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm speaking more about dogs than cats because, you know, There's we we train dogs, cats train us. Very true. Very true. Our cats have us very well trained. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. Oh, when I meow at seven o'clock, you are giving me my food, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't get a meow. I get a pat, pat, pat against the food container <laughs> and, a, and a look. Yeah. The, the dog is like, hey, man, you know. It, it, I know it's pretty early, but like maybe we could get food. Oh, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, no, no. Okay, I, I guess. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, and the cat is now, bitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And then when you bring out the food, the cat's like, ugh. Finally, and the dog's like, oh my god, this is the best food I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> that's our entire. I've never novel. had anything this good ever, and the cat's like, "That's the same thing you ate yesterday." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Maya, Maya, especially she. I I don't know how this started. I but when I go to feed her now, mind you, and and I'll give you an insight. Uh, as much as you know, you were saying they're kind of our emotional servants, um, right? So she has pretty good dog food that mm -hmm. we put. Uh, Vitamin E into because she has flaky skin. Oh, and then she gets like a scoop of plain yogurt because she has flaky skin and sometimes tummy problems. It sounds yeah. like a very fancy dog. <laughs> yeah, and and as I as I prepare it, she comes over, checks it out, makes sure that I'm preparing it, and then she goes and sits in her crate and waits for me to put the food oh. into her stand. Good girl. She yeah. she's a sweet girl. And you're right though. I put it in there, and she kind of gives you a look of. Oh my god, dad. That's oh, I'm so yeah. lucky. Yeah, right. The only time only time our our one cat Tigger uh gives me anything like that is there we have a couple different treats 
And there's this one little bag of treats that he has. I don't, I'm not even sure what it is, but he goes bug nuts for <laughs> like, I, I start messing with it to open it up. And he's like up on the counter next to me, like leaning and reaching and for Tigger to lean and do anything is, is him showing a lot of initiative because he's <laughs> Tigger is a Norwegian forest cat. Oh, and he's big, isn't he? He is, he is big. He is fluffy. He thinks he owns the house. Well, he probably does. Pretty much. <laughs> kind of an asshole to the dogs. I mean, have you guys checked? His name might be on the deed. <laughs> it might. It very well might be. <laughs> I mean, he's a cat. He could have snuck out and, you know, snuck into the, into the uh, offices and, you know, added himself. You know, you don't know. Gotta check that. <laughs> yeah. Also, the, yeah, also he, check he, the will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything is left to me. Right. But yeah, so he's, he's. Like Kayla say, he he is a jerk to our other cats. Um, he will stare down. So Tigger's what, like 14, 16 pounds? Yeah, uh-huh. about that. Maya's about 60 pounds of of staffy lab retriever mix. Uh-huh. And he will stare her, just stare at her, and she, you know, she'll she tries to resist the the provocation, but she will right. kind of turns and looks at us like mom, dad. See what the cat's doing? See what the cat's doing? <laughs> They're going like nudge you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Or or when we when when Kayla comes in or I come in, you know, she'll come over and we'll sit at the we'll sit at the dining table and, and greet her and look at you know, look through the mail, whatever. And Tigger comes up on the table and we'll get on a corner and just lean and wait for the dog to get into get close enough, and then he will reach out and swat her. Mac the dog. And it's <laughs> And it's, and then my little, you know, her, her instinct, of course, is to, you know, go after him. But for sitting there, she can't. And she just kind of gives us a look like he's starting it. You see it. He's starting it. I wasn't, I was just coming over to say hello, get my butt scratched. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's time to go out and, and I'm getting so, hit. So basically we have Garfield and Odie. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> only a very large point for, for, for the Garfield reference. <laughs> And also for remembering Odie's name. Are there people that don't remember Odie's name? Yes. yes. There are people like Garfield and uh, what's the guy? J- John and the John. dog. You know, the yellow dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And I would normal. Love... Yeah. And yes, normal. normal. Yeah, yes, normal. normal. Always being mailed yes. off to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, poor normal. <laughs> I was obsessed with Garfield. I was the kid that had the Garfield comics. Oh, oh that's older. great. That was my older brother. Yep. Every every time the the school book fair came around. Yep. Yep. You got your Garfield comics, and I was always arguing the merits between Garfield and Heathcliff. Heathcliff rules. That's oh, all interesting. Said. Yes, because Heath Heathcliff was kind of like the off brand Garfield. Right, but like uh, Heathcliff was like an alley cat and kind of a badass. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah, he was. He 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 didn't hate Mondays. He hated everybody. Yes. Yeah. Like Heathcliff would have kicked Garfield's ass. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. like uh, uh, another like, geek point for you, because because Heathcliff. <laughs> uh, I will say, let's be honest. Garfield's the off-brand of Heathcliff because Heathcliff predates. Garfield. Oh yes, this is true. Yeah, that that's is geek fair. Point for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely geek point for you. <laughs> I I was I was a huge that was, that was a weird thing growing up with an older brother. It was like you like you like Garfield. No, I like Heathcliff. Heathcliff is the Heathcliff's the better of the two cats. It's just just how it is. <laughs> Heathcliff, why don't you? Yeah. So so for me, uh, I am the older brother. 
Oh, okay. um, yes, I, I'm I'm the older sibling to a set of triplets. That's, um, how how far apart are you? We are five years apart. Okay, that must have been really interesting growing up. Oh yeah, when you're five and then uh, they they're like you're gonna have uh, siblings, and I was like excited, and then for some reason when I was a kid, I really liked Michael Jackson. So I when I thing. when I heard that it was gonna be triplets, um, I was like, oh, one of them could be Mike, the other one could be Ul, and the last one could be Jackson. And then when ah. you call all three of them, <laughs> you know, weird little kid stuff. So um, there's about five years between my brother and me, uh-huh. and the day my mom, I the day I was coming early, but the day I was to be delivered, uh-huh. my brother on his way to school turned around, yelled at my mother. Remember to name him Ronald McDonald Hawk. <laughs> oh, that's funny as hell. Oh my god. <laughs> god, I'm so glad they don't li- didn't listen to five year olds. Right? Yeah. Right. Seriously. Um. But apparently, uh, when I was in school, we were learning about uh, like recycling and stuff. So, like, after a while, I guess they kind of wore thin on me because they weren't as much fun as I thought they'd be. So, uh, according to my mom. <laughs> I asked if they could be taken back to the hospital to be recycled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, again, thank God they didn't listen to five-year-olds. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're, they're great. It's, it's a boy and two girls. Um, okay. Yeah, they're, they're pretty Are they awesome. Identical? No, no, that would, be, that would be rather difficult with a boy and two girls. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I've heard um, of, no, like... They're, a boy so, and two girls, and like the two girls are identical, right? So I, they're they're actually all three of them are are um, uh, fraternal. So okay. they they are each a hundred percent individuals. Okay. Yes. Cool. Cool. Do you guys get along now that you're grown up? Oh yeah. Are yeah. Much m- much better. No, not really. I mean, my brother a little bit, but different. Like he likes um he likes architecture. He has a bit of a green thumb. That's cool. Um, he and I work on projects a lot together because he he likes making things too. He's also pretty pretty good in the kitchen. Um, but he's uh, he's a little bit more into you know measuring things and planning them out. And I'm more like I have this idea I want to make. <laughs> let's make it. <laughs> and it's like uh, let's figure out how we're gonna do that. <laughs> That's Joe and I's relationship. Like in a <laughs> nutshell, right there. I do these crazy things. I go, let's do it. And I don't. I like. Yeah. And he's like, can we make a plan? Can yeah. we measure something? And I'm like, no. Right. <laughs> like uh, my brother and I, we ran um, Ethernet throughout the whole house ourselves. Oh wow! And um, yeah, he he went online and he taught himself how to splice the wires and about bandwidth and all of that stuff. And I was like, let's do this because I know that it'll be good to to have like hardline connections. Um, but yeah, he he went and did that, and I was there as a warm body with hands. <laughs> okay, we all have our place in the world. Uh, right important <laughs> place yeah uh but yeah um let's see my other sister she works in government oh. um and the other sister works as an accountant <laughs> yes so there's so they, makes thanksgiving a very interesting thing <laughs> yes it talks about what happened during the year and is like i, I paid a comic book <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um but yeah so they they are uh, not super into like geeky stuff though. Uh, I I failed as an older brother nerd <laughs> <laughs> to teach them the ways of the geek. Yes, yes. 
although my my brother has been uh chewing through a lot of stuff like i was doing a full rewatch of all of stargate oh cool yeah like all of it all the shows <laughs> oh wow that's, yeah and that's uh taking it honestly uh not that bad if you're watching that all the time <laughs> just keep it on all the time in the background kind of a thing yeah um so he you know he caught a little bit of it and he's like you know i remember watching this on tv when we were kids because we didn't have cable so we got like the syndicated stuff mm-hmm. right um but we never watched it like consistently because we only got the syndicated stuff mm-hmm. so um he Did decided to 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 sit there and go on the endeavor also and he made it to atlantis and then uh mgm pulled all of the stargate stuff off of uh amazon because i think they're going to be doing a new stargate show oh yes that that's how i realized what was happening because my brother was like hey stargate's not on amazon anymore and i was like what i'm like internet tell me so (laughs) Um, is this is this something that you've seen some some inklings about yeah, apparently, apparently something new is coming. Um, hmm. Yes, what I don't know, but uh, new yes, Stargate something... development project. Look at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, uh, I, I've always I I felt bad because um, I didn't see like I think I watched the first couple episodes of the the, the original Stargate series after see, uh-huh. having seen the movie and yes, yes. Um, and it was one of those like why is MacGyver. <laughs> yeah the recasting uh, was weird yeah um but um, i understood it because you're not gonna yeah. get you know you're not gonna get kurt russell and, and james spader at you know right tv and and this was also uh during the time before we had you know uh what's it called top tier television where yeah uh movie stars wouldn't deign to be on the little screen yeah no uh, was- where nowadays we can have like real like big time movie actors jumping on the small screen and also having like small screen actors break out into, into the big screen, which is great. Yeah, no, I mean, it was totally, it's, you know, like you're saying, literally the climate now is everybody is cool now. (laughs) Yeah. And and it was all together. And like you were saying the, um, you know, the, the, it was syndicated. So if you weren't home on Saturday at three o'clock, right. Exactly. But yep. I did get into when they moved when they uh, universe uh, when that because I you know was on Sci-Fi and I think at the time it at the time out, I had I had cable at the time that universe I had cable came out, came out yeah. and I, I and my cable box had a DVR yes DVRs that is you know talk about important inventions the light bulb and then DVR <laughs> and Betty White I mean I don't think a person counts as an invention but. I guess mm-hmm. you can reinvent yourself, so sure. But yeah, so I, I got in that universe, and it was always was like I really should watch the rest, but it always was always seemed very daunting. Like there was a lot of properties. So, uh, universe was a very good show. Uh, universe getting canceled was a war crime. Yeah, uh, I will stand by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are not wrong. Yeah, yes, watching SG One and Atlantis and the the movies are daunting but the ride is well worth it personally especially because i i literally just finished that ride a little while ago and i jumped onto that ride after i finished rewatching all of star trek that religiously so i get it yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we we are a star trek ah fellow trekkies wonderful oh absolutely um so i did find uh the tweet uh he was tweeted at saying you probably get asked this all the time 
Uh, but any chance in the future of Stargate content coming into the future, I rewatch it all the time. And his one word, Brad Wright's one word response was trying. And that yes. was in June of 2020. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yep. hmm, we shall see. But yes, we shall see. Star Trek fans, um, every generation from start to finish, all of so- us. So I remember watching original series when I was really little, like on uh, on cable when we were visiting like family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would catch uh, Next Gen when it was when it was airing, and and that was really cool. And that Next Gen was really where I like solidified my my trekkiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very much into that. I watched uh, Voyager when it had originally aired, also. Um, but what was interesting is DS9, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I, I couldn't get into it. I was like, this is so boring. They're not exploring anything. All this stuff is coming to them. It's just like space mall, the movie. And I was just like, <laughs> not into it. But when, when I recently went through and I was like, I'm going to watch all of Star Trek start to finish. So, you know, original series, next gen DS9 Voyager. I even did enterprise. Good for you. Um, so I watch DS9 now, like as a grown ass person, and I'm like, political intrigue, cultural stuff, like, yes, like it expanded the world so much, and I was like, man, kids are stupid. <laughs> the theme for DS9 was not uh, what blows up this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this honestly, entire episode will all be about O'Brien fixing things around the house. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, honestly like my my top captains are uh Picard, Cisco and Janeway. Um and and honestly Cisco is up there not just cuz he was a great captain but because he decked Q. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a good Absolutely, point. Absolutely, that's totally a good like, point. That yeah. that scene, I was like you were already awesome. But you just decked Q and no fucks given. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that was stellar. Like, that, that was the John Luke never hits me. Yes. Never hit me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like, John Luke. Not like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Picard I'm not never Picard. hit me. Yeah. I'm not Picard. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. You're much, no, you're much more easy to provoke. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Cisco is definitely up there. I have trouble ranking my captains. Because uh, yeah, they do have a lot of good qualities. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's there's each of them is very different, and yes. and they all have their their kind of it's one which of is kind of like, emblematic of their respective shows too. Right, exactly, and yeah. that's one thing about Star Trek writing is that the captains were human, right? You know, and not just because they're human, but they had their their flaws and their foibles and their mm-hmm. weaknesses and they lost their tempers occasionally and yep. did stupid shit sometimes and and brought the romulans into the dominion wars and, you know <laughs> stuff <Oops. like> that. <laughs> yeah so I, um, I i i'm sure i've said it before on the show but like i i remember when ds9 came out i think i was into college at that point uh-huh. and it was hard to like follow because i i took a lot of night classes because i thought that was a good idea and um <laughs> Hey, you know what? You were going to college. It was a learning experience. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. But so I I, I didn't I I didn't follow it consistently. And then I got to uh, in a pale moonlight uh, that episode. And and I watched that and it was just like, holy shit, this show is doing what? Yeah. (laughs) What? I 
and, and and then it became my goal to like rewatch DS9 at that point. Um, but it was yeah that yeah oh, and DS9's cast of characters, not you know, not to besmirch any of the other Trek shows, but I I felt like we got to spend more time with each of the characters and really get to know them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the pacing I mean, was very different. Yes, it was, and, and not for nothing. Like Nog and and Cork and uh uh rom rom yeah rom and i'm trying to remember what rom called the mom oh my god moogie moogie Moogie, yes and moogie (laughs) like and then wallace sean as the grand nagus like Mm -hmm. so fucking like because when you first see the 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 ferengi in in next gen you're like all right what are these like weird looking like jerk faces somewhat barbaric right Yeah. yeah Yeah, they evolved quite a bit. Yes, they did. The mm-hmm. Like I, I appreciated how their their civilization is kind of like what if capitalism, but everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, um. But yeah, like it, but it's, it, it, it's like cool those the legacy that Armin Sherman got to pay. Oh my god! Yes, seriously, and then got to play Quark. So freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, and the funny thing is, is that. Uh, I remember reading one of these things like behind the scenes, like they originally, they made the Frankie to actually be like the main foil. Yeah. Or yeah. They were the supposed TNG. to be. Yeah. And people were just like, nah. nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why they, they went, they're like, okay, well we could, we could start doing Romulan things. And then it was like, mm. It's like, I mean, we still have all these prosthetic ears. Why don't we yeah. do something with that? Like <laughs> we have prosthetic ears and some foreheads we can put on people. Right? Yeah. And then and then it was like, oh no, no, but we need like a real we need like a new villain. Let's make the Borg and terrify Kayla. Oh my god. <laughs> Friggin', there is no other villain in any other movie show, slasher, gore, sci-fi, anything that scares me as much as the Borg. Really? Yeah, they are my number one, like, will give me nightmares. I have been known in our rotation, if it is a heavy Borg episode, and I am still awake, I have been known to skip it. Wow. Yeah, they really I, fucking terrify me. <laughs> honestly, um, the Borg, I always thought were fascinating. Like, scary bad guy, but honestly, really fascinating. Because especially in Voyager, you get to see sort of the psychology of mm-hmm. the Borg and, like, what they are. And that was that was super interesting. They're you know like the the unified mind aspect of them, and well, yes, it's disturbing that they destroy and assimilate everything. The fact that the Borg have like the collected knowledge and experience of billions, you would think that they would uh, have figured out a better way to do what they do without causing the damage that they do. You know? Yeah. There's a there's a a, um, a thorn of malice in them that is yeah. beyond the just pursuit of knowledge and perfection, right? Which is what makes them truly frightening. Yeah, because they're they're also technically not evil. Like they're not doing things with malice. It's it's it, they see themselves as as lawful neutral. Yeah, I mean everybody's the hero of their story, right? True. true. Um. But yeah, I mean, talking about things that scare us, um, I have a weird uh, relationship with fear. Okay. When when I was a kid, I had to be like four or five. Um, I was staying at a family friend's uh, house, like they were babysitting me, and uh, they put on E.T. Okay. And 
you know, I'm sitting there, you know, like you do in the nineties, you sit on the floor, you know, nose, you know, five inches away from the TV. You're going um, to ruin your eyesight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so shut up, mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, I'm watching this movie and it's, it's, you know, the, the field with all the sawgrass and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Elliot like threw the ball and then the ball got thrown back and he was like, the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. And then he throws a ball again. He keeps doing it. And I was like, me being like the ever curious kid, I'm like, oh, shit. What is that? What is that? And he's going through the the bushes and everything. And then you get that jump scare. And E.T. shows up. His head shoots up, screams. The eyes go crazy. Arms flailing. The kid screams and takes off. That scared the absolute living crap out of me. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I fucking never thought about that before. I think that, I guess that would be pretty frightening. So I I remember fucking taking off to another room, and I guess it was like their respective kids' like playroom or something. And um, I an remember on it. What said so was there an ET doll? No, no. Thank God that would have been the worst, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> oh my god, that would have been fucking. That would have been over. <laughs> my little ass would have had an aneurysm or something. <laughs> like, um. But yeah, so I, I went in there freaking out or whatever, and I, I opened up the toy box to like play with some toys, and they had a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man toy. Okay. So I was playing with that, and the lady let me keep it, and to which I still own, and was Aww. also the reason why I eventually watched Ghostbusters. Um, but yeah, I had like debilitating nightmares for years about oh. E.T. Wow. Um, yeah, really fucking weird. And you know what's even weirder? Do tell. Uh, I, I had a friend that uh, everybody had this friend, the friend that the parents let him watch like rated R movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was me. Like, like way before they really ought to have been. Yeah. Yep. So I was that parent to my kids and my parents were that parent to me. So we watched Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, buddy. <laughs> and I got to tell you, that movie was amazing. Yes. Yes. The it, it was. Yes. And okay. it was amazing because it taught me about the concept of lucid dreaming and that you can control your dreams. Yeah. And I use that to uh, defeat the evil ET that was harassing me in my nightmares. That's amazing. How cool so, is that? So my relationship with fear is kind of weird in that ET was the thing that scared me and Freddy Krueger was the thing that helped me. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why you're a creative. No, yeah, that's, yeah. That's really cool. I, I remember being fascinated with that concept when I saw the movie too. Yeah. Like being like, this isn't really scary. This is a really interesting concept. Right. You know? Like, and, and as a kid, like I was having these nightmares for years. And then when I saw that, I was like, Oh my God, I am the weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I can fix this. Yeah, exactly. It makes you know, you're a dream warrior and yeah. Yep. Exactly. Geek point for the sequel reference. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I mean, like geek point for the story. Wow. That's, oh, thank that's you. really incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I find myself, um, and you know, Mark and Mary can attest to this. I, I find myself not afraid of a lot of the things that maybe I should be. <laughs> Cause I, I literally don't have nightmares about anything now. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. When you learn how to be a dream warrior, you no longer have to worry about it. I was just looking up what yeah. year. The original Nightmare on Elm Street came out 1984. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely rented that from uh, Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster. Aww. <laughs> Aww. 
<laughs> some of the some of the strangest rental policies about like you know <laughs> when things were late or not late. Yeah, I remember renting a lot from uh, Blockbuster or uh, Sound Advice. Mm. Um, this movie that it had like all these different characters. It had the Ninja Turtles. It had Slimer from the Ghostbusters. It had Alvin and the Chipmunks. It had like all of these different characters in it. And I remember watching that a lot. And then now I'm older and I looked up the movie. The whole movie is literally an anti-smoking PSA. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're saying this and I'm trying to think what the hell movie had all of those characters. Now it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember being a kid and like renting that a bunch of times and watching it and loving it. But I never realized it was an anti-smoking thing, which I guess it, it didn't really work. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street, which was meant to scare you, made you so you never have nightmares, and the anti-smoking video didn't work. It didn't work. <laughs> I, not, not that I smoke cigarettes, but yeah. well, you know, that's yeah. you're you're an intelligent human. But, <laughs> you know, brain power. Exactly. Again, creatives. I, yes. I, I, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's I, like see creative. <laughs> it, it's interesting now to think like you know. When Kale, you know, Kale and I are, are a little bit older than you, and I think Willis too, mm -hmm. where you know, we had the neighborhood uh video. Yeah, you guys are the nerds before me. <laughs> yes, yes, we are the generation yes. before you. Yes. You guys paved the way. I'm yeah. standing upon your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, like you would, you I, I apologize, I'm very heavy. <laughs> ah, okay. So you would probably consider what like an elder millennial. Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was I'm uh 86. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, so you're an elder millennial, and we yeah. are right at the end of Gen X. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my siblings are five years younger than me, so they're kind of in the middle of mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, they're like straight millennials. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so like we, we, we started off with like the, you know, the, the, the local video rental, which I remember the kid, like, us getting to go rent videos was... That was a big deal. It was like it was almost like going to McDonald's or KFC or yes. something. Yes, like, that did not happen on the reg. Like, like mom and dad either had to be like completely stressed out or something really good was happening that we would get, you know, fast food drive-through stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but then I remember, like, when I went to college, there was like a blockbuster near campus, and I would go over there and rent videos, whatever. And then when Kayla and I got together, that became like a Friday night ritual of. We'd go oh yeah, up, Friday night go, blockbuster. We'd go, mm -hmm. we'd go put in the order at Hungry Howie's. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And then we'd go over to Blockbuster, and and we would have the 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 discussion with the boys about uh, what video we were going to rent or what <laughs> videos, and and you know, and then trying to navigate the checkout with all the candy. Yeah, <laughs> when when the triplets were older, and we would go to to. Uh, what's it called? To Blockbuster, they would literally come in and just set us loose in the in the Blockbuster, and we would just like peruse the aisles and everything. Mm -hmm. So many weird straight to video movies. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, the boys were real good at finding like the weirdest stuff. Mom, can we get this? And I'd look at it and be like, uh, hmm. <laughs> at least you would look at it. I remember one time, uh, my sisters were really into like cheerleading. Okay. Oh God. And if you know, this could then go you'll... very wrong. <laughs> they picked up a, a little movie you might have heard called But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Starring, starring Natasha Leone. Yes. Geek point. Yes. And uh, <laughs> my parents are like, cheerleader movie. Okay. 
No, this is not Bring It On or Bring It On 2. <laughs> no, it was not. It was not. Um, um, that was the, a very interesting movie to watch when you were younger. <laughs> um, for, for those who, who don't know, the, the, the thumbnail of it is um, Natasha Leone's character has found out that she has same-sex attractions. Right. Uh, but she's struggling with them because she's a she, cheerleader. She, she's a cheerleader. And yes, it has very uh, outmoded uh, views and things like that. And it plays the homosexuality for comedy. Um, mm. But it was very interesting to see a movie like that when you're younger. Because mm. you learn about things like that that otherwise would not be explained to you. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, if you really think about it, it was kind of ahead of its time. Like now, it was. It, would be it very much was like groundbreaking, and it would be right. all you know, kind of hurrah, and probably not as as farcical. Yes, as, yeah, because it was super farcical, like mm -hmm. with the weird uniforms and the the sort of nurse ratchet vibe that the people at the yeah, that's the other thing they had. Oh, the conversion uh, therapy. Yeah, the, it was a it was a riff on conversion therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the weird yep. monotone scenes, or like it's yes. all purple or all pink. Yes, or whatever. It, it's very, very honestly, very reminiscent of. I, I want to say, like stylistically, those scenes were like if um, Tim Burton and uh, I. Why am I forgetting the director's name now? Uh, Life Aquatic. Uh, Is that Paul Thomas Anderson? No, right. Not not Life Aquatic. Uh, uh, he did Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh. Damn Wes it. Anderson. Wes Anderson. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Geek point, geek point for remembering the thing that my damaged mind didn't. <laughs> um. Yeah. So stylistically, like those scenes were very like if Wes Anderson and uh, Tim Burton decided to do like a, a weird movie together. Yeah. Which I would pay large amounts of money to actually see. Right. Like what kind of movie would they make? <laughs> my God. Who's the, who's the script by? Oh, uh, well, I mean, with those two directors, like, jointly directing, the script has to be, ah, uh, you know what, my mind is terrible. Mulholland Drive, uh, uh, Twin Peaks, uh, David Lynch, David Lynch, oh my god, <laughs> could you imagine, like, David Lynch pens a movie, and then Wes Anderson <laughs> and, Tim and Tim Burton, Burton direct it, yeah, holy crap. I want to see this movie, um, but probably at home so it can be enjoyed chemically enhanced. Uh, yes, I would agree, but I would also say watch it clean and then add salt. <laughs> Just so you could have the comparison, I agree. That yeah, I mean, look, chef rules, man. You don't put <laughs> ketchup or salt on anything until you can try it. <laughs> That's a you, very good point. Yeah. You know what? I, I think I want to see clean, though. I'd want to see it in theaters because I would want to yes. see. Oh, like, the audience reaction? Mm -hmm. <laughs> on a giant screen? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I would just imagine the, 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 the rea reaction from especially people who like, oh, well, this is directed by Tim Burton. Let's go see this. Oh, this right. is written by, like, yeah. the, the thirds of the, the, the audience that would be having different <laughs> reactions at a yes. time just, <laughs> yep. that makes me chef so happy. good <laughs> yeah is there a way for us to like petition this so that it can happen i, just, um, I don't even know what the premise of the movie campaign. is <laughs> um so, just so, if we put this put out a petition on change.org right that they have to do it if we get so many signatures oh ooh, that, that works? interesting is that is that how is that how reality works i don't i don't know we, we can just strong arm people into doing what we want i mean 
if you look at the state of the world. Snyder oh, cut. Jesus. Um, Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh uh, my goodness. Butthole we, we cut started... of uh, cats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? If we start a Twitter campaign. <laughs> I'm thinking about what movie, and then I was like, no, not a movie. They should adapt a book. And you know what book I think they should adapt? Oh, please tell me. The Little Engine That Could. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that just got really frightening. <laughs> right? <laughs> I just want to see a press junket for this. That's all I want. <laughs> you know, like explaining Anderson. to the public about this monstrosity they're producing. <laughs> you know, just, just Wes Anderson... Tim Burton, David Lynch sitting there as the, you know, and, and them just, like you said, trying to explain it and just, you know, yeah, I, I need that. I need that press junket. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like, uh, what's it called? Tim Burton will just get frustrated, throw his hands on, on the table and be like, look, guys, it was a dare. We did it on a dare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David Lynch, of course, is going to go uh, into the, the high concept. Of, yes. You know, yes. You know, it's about uh, more than just the engine that could. It's about everyone that can. Yeah, but you have to do it. In, you have to do it in that that high pitched David Lynch voice, which is yeah, with the stilted tone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So after the, not after, just the normal little engine that could, it's got to be the uh, uh, little engine that could from uh, God. What was that movie? Um, there was a movie with the little engine that could. Major pain. Train? Oh, oh. <laughs> that's funny. Oh. Gritty hey, late geek, geek, point, geek point for the for the major pain reference. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Uh, oh my goodness. It's funny we right were next, talking right next to Renaissance Man. That's one of my favorite oh, army oh, movies. Yeah. Oh, that's another geek point. Yep. <laughs> I it's think about funny Renaissance we were... I think about Renaissance Man all the time about how good that movie is and how underrated that movie is completely underrated so many movies fall into that it's hard to keep track <laughs> yeah a lot of the really good ones didn't get a whole lot about blockbuster recognition because they went over a lot of people's heads yep you know we we had this whole big thing when prometheus came out oh yes prometheus the uh the beginning of the alien origin movies mm -hmm. and nobody got it and we're like what's not to get it's pretty simple <laughs> So for me, I got it. It was a fine movie. My my issue was uh, the movie was unnecessary. I yes and, uh, uh, yes and no because like I we could have done without it, but I loved it anyway. I mean, yeah, it was it was a good movie. <laughs> it was it was wonderful, but I don't know. It, it felt like you guys are trying to capitalize on this thing again, and you're you're going back and trying to tell us about stuff that happened before, but audiences are really excited about the alien and one of the things that made the alien scary was it was jaws in space like no one is doing a jaws prequel movie where we see like where jaws came from and why he was so big wasn't that the meg <laughs> <laughs> uh touche uh geek point, geek point. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I you know what i i will i will say of the unnecessary alien um i mean four <laughs> well no i was going to go with the alien prequels you're not wrong <laughs> but I, uh, the unnecessary alien prequels would been would have been alien covenant for me like yeah prometheus like okay i get it we, we're, we're figuring out where these guys come from and it's like you get to alien covenant and it's like oh covenant was terrible yeah 
Uh, how are you guys on spoilers? As long, uh, we usually just tell our audience, you know, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Okay, go ahead. Okay. How old, uh, how old is the movie that you're spoiling? That's the other. Oh side. yeah, that's. I mean, statute of limitations, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's been out long enough. Um, yeah. If, if you out, haven't seen it, I'm sorry. That's on you. Right. Although I shouldn't say that because there are a lot of things I haven't seen that that I don't want to be spoiled about that are old. So the the audience has been warned. The audience has been warned. Yes, <laughs> and I will live in my hypocrisy. There you go. <laughs> um, you know when you find out that it was the android that essentially made the alien mm-hmm. from parts uh, of things and technology from from these ancient aliens, that kind of really took the piss out of everything. Um, yeah. I, I I was I was content with the uh the predator genetic thing going on there and that the predators used them, you know, for, for hunting. Predator, yeah, for their rite of passage and all right. of that. I was totally content with that. It could have stayed at that and I would have been happy. Right. You know. Um but yeah, that that somehow this android is the reason that they exist. Which is weird because that being true retcons the alien versus predator movies. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I feel like maybe it was supposed to be that particular version that he created. I don't know. I ha- almost have to go back and watch it because I was so like Ugh, with that one. Yeah, but I think I, I mean the it. the second Alien versus Predator movie I think is is superior though, uh, mostly because the setting is so different from any other Alien movie that we've seen. Okay, so first one was the Under the Ice Temple one, right? right. Right, which essentially is a compound or a spaceship. Like it looked really no different. Right, I thought that was super cool because they they kind of the I I I love kind of that ancient civilization connecting with right base kind of a thing. And, and um, we get to learn more about the predators too. Right, and I'm a huge predator fan. Um, uh, same also, predators yes, are great. The predators are amazing. Um, uh, most respectful then- monsters I've ever seen. Yes, and that was what made me such a huge yes. fan of them. Yep. Um, but also having the heroine kind of the Ripley-esque character at the end yes. was super, super cool. Now, the second one, remind me what the setting was, which one was which, because I'm getting... Suburban America. Right. And they were yeah. dealing with uh, Pred aliens. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm, I'm, I may have to go back and watch that again, because I remember being kind yeah. of annoyed with it. I I liked it because of the change of scenery. Um, they did a lot of really dark, messed up things, which were probably played up for scares. Um, but I don't know. I I liked it more than the the first Alien versus Predator movie, just because the Alien versus Predator movie was kind of taking everything we liked from Aliens and Aliens Two, and then uh, giving us a little bit more of what we liked from the ending of the second Predator movie. Um, hmm. Because you know the yeah, end of the second Predator the movie, of, like yeah. we learn, we learn they've been doing this for a long time. Yes, and that's um, where we saw the alien skull for the first time. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For you. Thank you. That was <laughs> yes, yes, geek point. <laughs> that that was a very young because that came out. I was still pretty young, and I yes. remember watching that. And that big door opens, and you see the trophy room, and everything kind of falls yes. into place. And you see that alien skeleton, and it's just and you're <gasps> like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. it yeah, all makes like, sense yes yeah it's like uh what's it called charlie from it's always sunny uh looking for Pe- pepe sylvia <laughs> who did the I, see now i'm looking at things <laughs> i have to say though it was uh 
was Predators that one that came out in 2010. The where... the most recent one? No, no, or... not the most recent one. The one that came out. Uh... Okay, because the most recent one I hated. I I have not seen the most recent one. That's the don't one with, like like Kiko Michael Key and you're you're good. You're good. Okay. You don't have to pretend it didn't happen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the one before that, which uh, I believe had uh, Adrian Brody. Yes, that one was absolutely wonderful. They should do well, more Predator movies like that. I, I remember we were, uh, where I worked at one point. We had a TV. We had a satellite TV with cable, um, uh-huh. and, it was, and it was a non-rainy day, so we could actually watch something. And uh, we're watching this, and one of my coworkers was like, "It was like." Like I think it was the point where like Topher Grace's character again. Uh-huh. This movie's been out for ten years, so yes, spoilers. 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 <laughs> like, like they realize that they are on this hunting planet. Right. They're not even on Earth. Yeah, yeah. you're on a hunt. Which what being... a what a gods gobsmack kind of moment. Like right. And my my friendly my coworker is always like, as soon as I figured out what was going on, I'm 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 eating my gun. I'm not yeah. going to get hunted to death. I'm eating my gun. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of options at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're 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 really not going to win. You're, I mean, the- it, that was a bit of human hubris when they were like, "No, we'll find the ship and we'll figure out how to fly." It. Yeah, okay, sure, guy. <laughs> sure, sure. Let, let's say you get on the ship and they don't blow it up. Are you really going to sit there and figure out how to how to fucking fly a ship that you can't even read the language of, even if the manual was taped to the fucking console? Like right. you wouldn't know what to do, and in big <laughs> alien letters, read this first. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, well, let me just uh, crack out the user manual. Oh, that's also in Predator. <laughs> yeah. You, do you speak Predator? <laughs> no, I didn't take that what? Duolingo course. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! Right? Oh, yeah. my phone doesn't have signal. I can't download the update. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah, no, that I remember sitting there, it's like, and then I said that I told somebody that story, and they're like, yeah, but remember, they picked they picked people who were like, you know, supposed to be badasses, so maybe that that idea wouldn't come to their heads. I'm like, no, no, they're at a certain point when you realize you're gonna be gutted. Yeah. You know, they're going to catch you and they're going to gut you. Yeah, there's no there's no escaping that. Yeah. But that's that's exactly how arrogant humans really are. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, see literally the whole world. Yeah, ta da. Yeah, exhibit A, planet Earth. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we've been uh, going for a bit. Let's uh, sip, and we're gonna have to have you back on again because you are just fun. A light. Thank, thank you. That's when, uh, that's when what COVID- I that's what I hear. That's what they tell me. You're fun. <laughs> um, when COVID is over, we are doing a dinner party or something like. And oh gonna, yes, when we're just gonna when, set the camera through. up in the middle of the room. And- <laughs> when when the world fire has finally been snuffed out, uh, I'm sure we we will be delighted to get together. That yes. would be wonderful. Um, uh, so and dinner sounds great. I love food. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it loves me, but uh, it keeps sticking around, so it must like me a little bit. <laughs> I understand. Right. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into some geek news. No. Da, 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 da. <laughs> That's a geek point. <laughs> yeah. Well, or or would you prefer like dun 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 dun? Well, we try to keep the this Canadian week in con- geek news. <laughs> we try to we try to keep the Canadian content down. So uh, your, your Peter Jennings reference, while appreciated. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um kk you said you had some geek news let's uh 
have some bits and pieces of some things. Okie dokie. Um, this one, I just, I stumbled across this and I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, so apparently, uh, geek culture reports, uh, that Facebook is putting together and is in beta testing for a virtual world called Horizon. I have VR. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I just stumbled across this. Um, yeah, it was on uh, the Geek Culture website. Hang on one second. My computer isn't letting me do what I want to do. Here we go. Uh, if you just got to sweet talk it. <laughs> right? You got to be nice to it. Either that or talk dirty to it. Something. It, right. Something. Um, <laughs> if you love VR chat, you will sure to love this new social VR world powered by Oculus Facebook Horizon. Expands your social networking experience through a flourishing VR community. I, I have the you. Oculus. <laughs> there we go. I think I have three of them in our store. Um, <gasps> <laughs> hanging out with friends, playing games, and sharing memes are merely the tip of what social media can offer. Horizon further expands the virtual world through VR, where you can explore interesting communities, play action-packed games, and even create art. Somebody uh, watched Ready Player uh, One and said, let's yeah, do this. Yeah, Pretty right? much. Pretty I mean, much. VR tech is is at a point where you could do something like that, and it'll be pretty rad. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's gonna happen. There's no. Yeah. It is going to happen. It has already started to happen. It has been happening for years already. In a lot of these community paced games, we're just putting on the headsets now. Um, yeah. For those so, who are interested, there is an invite only beta community <gasps> up and running. Oh, can you, you can, drop a link? I will. Uh, you, you can try signing up in order to gain early access and start meeting new friends there. Uh, I'm yeah. doing the uh, rubbing my hands together meme next to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's happening, folks. And of so, course, Facebook so that, is going to be the one to jump on it. So yeah. that mean Facebook's buying Second Life, and <laughs> right, probably. Yeah. Um. I'll. Uh. I will. I will put the article in the chat, and uh, there's a link to the stuff in that, and then of course we can also, uh, link it in our show notes. Um. So yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Let's see if there's a little bit more on it here. Um. There's a video for those that want to see the video. Okay. Um. Equipped with a bunch of initiative tools, Facebook's Horizon will enable you to build colorful worlds of your own. It takes interconnectedness to next level with new places that can be discovered via magic like portals called telepods and if you love flying but are stuck at home the platform remedies that with a multiplayer aerial experience that's cool yeah so not only is it a, a virtual world but you can manipulate and create the world in your space within the world and how you interact with the world and wow yeah um so i've I've played around with uh, VR chat with with one of my friends that, that also has the the Oculus and uh, yeah VR chat's pretty cool like I, I don't know if you guys have messed with it at all I um, haven't yet Not yeah so it, it's essentially a virtual space that you can uh, interact with people uh, together and you can kind of make your own space and have it like up on like the homepage or whatever and people can go in and check it out. I've seen people make like movie theaters and they just play movies in virtual theaters and you can just walk in and sit down and be like, Oh, what movie are you guys watching? And people will be like, Shh. 
Oh, wow. Because everybody can hear you when you're talking. Because mm. it's like you're in a real space together. Wow. There's, um, um, there's a video game that turned into like just an online community and community building type thing like that that a friend of mine is into. Uh, and they actually have a whole podcast surrounding it. I'll have to get the name of it. But uh, they go into their particular podcast, goes into different people's designs of homes and environments. and oh, Like The Sims. Right, like The Sims. But it's um, it's kind of more like cyberpunky. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. That's really interesting. I'll have to get the name again. Um, but they, their podcast goes into different people's environments and evaluates their bathrooms. <laughs> There's... But you're in a virtual environment, so you don't even need one. Yes, but there's a whole (laughs) culture around designing cool bathrooms. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Um, I think I think Cece and Mary would actually really appreciate that because they're they're big simmers. Okay. Um, That's wow. That's funny as hell. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to ask him for the the information again. It's really interesting. Um, So yeah, so that's one of the things I had. Um, and then it's funny that we started talking about aliens and predators and all of those things. Uh-huh. Um, because on the same geek culture website, they're my friends, um, Ridley Scott has plans for one more alien film. Interesting. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting because he, the the way the article reads is it kind of talks about that he's taking it out of, oh, here, I'll just, I'll read it. Um, mm-hmm. Fame director Ridley Scott has made the return to the sci-fi genre with his latest post-apocalyptic series on HBO Max called Raised by Wolves. Yes, Uh, that looks very interesting. Yeah, I want to check that out. It's dystopian sci-fi nature coupled with its android-centered themes Mm. has raised questions among fans on whether they can expect to see a new Aliens movie anytime soon. It was a question that Scott addressed in the new interview with Forbes, where he teased a new alien film that is in the works, but it will likely not be, revis- not be revisiting the world he had set up in 2012 in Prometheus and 2017 in Alien Covenant. So it looks like he's taking the alien concept out of those worlds, but he's still using the so, creatures. Uh, I'm sure... You guys are aware about the 20th Century Fox uh, Disney thing. Mm -hmm. And Alien is a Fox property. Hmm. So we might see that get put out by probably not Disney proper, but maybe like Miramax or something like that. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it it goes on to say that it's possible uh, that nothing is set in stone, uh, but it's possible that it might also be a uh, miniseries. As I mean, just a film. I mean, Disney likes its money. Um, oh, yeah. True story. Alien is a, Alien is a big property. They mm-hmm. would be foolish to not use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, and, we put Alien in it, and I'm going to go see it. Same. And, <laughs> and 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 if they're thinking about doing it as a mini series, then you can throw that out onto the Disney owned Hulu instead of Disney yes. Plus. Yep. There you go. Um, yep. Or Geek tie- point. <laughs> <laughs> or tie it, or tie it to the to FX or FXX, right? Um, which Disney right. also owns because of yes. the purchase of 20th Century Fox, yep. and yeah, you've you've yep. got you give you give Hulu a a, a decent flagship show, yeah. a genre show to put in there, and yeah, that would I think I think an sense. alien show on Hulu would do very well. Absolutely, I, I would be especially if Ridley Scott is the one that's helming it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, if they if they keep to the integrity that a lot of these things have 
right have done and and the look and and the sinking the money into it yeah. absolutely go for yeah. it i will watch it and the the picture accompanied with it is one of the really good like human xenomorph shots of the yeah. alien and just oh so freaking <laughs> cool Rawr. um so yeah that's fun um looking forward to that and then i had one other interesting little bit and i think this has been been out and around for a bit but i i just kind of you know i'm late to things sometimes uh talking about it's okay jurassic join the club it's right? the, the creative flakiness i understand right uh talking about jurassic park Ooh. Um, because we have been seeing kind of a resurgence of the Jurassic Park movies on Netflix and stuff like right. that recently. Um, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Yes. Is an upcoming yeah. American computer animated science fiction adventure web television series. Good Lord, that's a long. <laughs> yeah. Set to debut on Netflix in September on September 18th of 2020. Yes, I, I've been keeping an eye on this. Um, I'm curious because clearly the time frame it's set in isn't uh, what's it called? Isn't is before <laughs> is before the uh, the Jurassic World movie? Yes, set during the events set during the events of Jurassic World. Oh, during that's what it says. Yeah, um, the series follows six teenagers who become stranded on Isla Nublar. Yeah. Oops. After <laughs> Isla, Isla, Isla Nubar, after yeah. multiple dinosaurs escape their habitats. Yeah. So, also, Camp Cretaceous implies that Jurassic World, their investors and marketers decided after they saw what happened at Jurassic Park, not only were they going to rebuild a bigger, better Jurassic Park, but that they were also going to have a summer camp for kids. Uh huh. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yep. Yep. Yeah. What could go wrong? You know, not for nothing. Uh, because that uh what's it called that documentary on hbo came out for uh adventure park the uh, class action park oh yeah uh yeah i'm pretty sure ingen made their own insurance company to insure themselves uh, yep. they would have had to I, yeah they would have had to there's no <laughs> way that that, that could have happened like <laughs> listen i know what <laughs> happened in the past right the first jurassic park and then when we just left him on the island. Okay, we understand. It's like, come on, baby. I'll be better this time. Yeah. <laughs> they totally have an abusive prom- relationship with their yeah. insurance company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 they, and then they gaslight the investors. to. Yeah. <laughs> it can't yeah. happen again. Yeah. Come on. What, what are the statistics <laughs> on whether or not it could happen again? It's like, uh, me- <laughs> mean- meanwhile... Um... <laughs> <laughs> and the and the, and the raptors are all having like a little coffee break like yeah we're gonna break out of this shit right yeah Je- jeff goldblum's character is like guys mm. you know that my entire existence in the story is to to show you the numbers and why this is bad <laughs> anytime there's a non-zero chance of something going wrong in yeah. this universe yeah. it's going to go wrong it's going to go wrong <laughs> and you guys have a much larger number than non-zero <laughs> <laughs> with the running and the screaming yeah, with the running and the screaming. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was just, I thought that I was tickled by that. I think that that's gonna be gonna that, be fun be and interesting. interesting. And, and yeah. the fact that it's animated is, you know, it's it's a CGI. So yeah, that'll be fun. Cool. Yeah, you know. Also, like the CGI in it, it actually looks really good. I thought it was gonna be like too cartoony, but they they did a good job. I like it. Yeah. No, it it definitely 
um, they kept it upscale. Right. Yeah, right. They didn't go cheap with it at all. So yeah. we shall see. I tr- I'm sure once it comes out, we will. Yeah, no we will big eyed dinosaurs. <laughs> no big eyed yeah. dinosaurs. No big eyed dinosaurs with rounded canines. Like, Look at me, I'm cute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. Yeah, no, you know these find... guys are mean. Yeah, you, know you guys want to play it? hopscotch? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I find interesting is, and this is more, again, more my behind the business sort of thinking is, uh-huh. so this is, you know, Jurassic Park is an NBC Universal property. Yeah. Yep. Why wouldn't they have saved it to put on their fledgling Peacock network? Probably because of the first part of that uh, description there. Yeah. Fledgling. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it Perks, is being produced by Steven Spielberg. It is. It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, I I think honestly, like the the streaming environment right now. Uh, once Disney came out with Disney Plus, which we all knew was going to happen, we didn't know what it was going to be called, but we knew Disney was not going to sit idly by. Oh, absolutely yeah. not. You know, yeah. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um. But the fact that, like, all of the other, uh, you know, networks and everything are trying to come out with their own streaming services, it's like, guys, you guys understand that, like, nobody's going to pay for each one of your streaming services because then we're back to essentially having a cable subscription. And it, and the whole reason that streaming is happening is because we're trying to get away from that. Like, well, It's becoming cable a la carte. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true, because that's what we complained about with cable. Yeah. That was one of our big complaints. Oh, but a la carte's so expensive. Right. That's the thing. Why do and I the have portions to are have so this small? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why do I have to have this package when I only watch half the channels? So right. then we don't go to get the cable, so the channels go independent, and then we get right. the channels. And that so it's just a big cycle. Yeah, but you if know? you're if you're nerds and geeks like us, we're like, well shit, now I have to get that so that I can watch the shows that I like on that thing. Yep. Like and that's how they get you. <laughs> Honestly, I, I anticipate, I don't know who's going to do it, but I anticipate a company is going to come out that's going to have a uh, a system where you input all of your streaming services and it'll aggregate everything for you. I can see that happening. Including like billing and everything so that you don't have to like jump between all the different things. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. A thing where you just, you get a list and you can just go click, click, yep. click, click, click. I want these and it gives you one bill. Yeah. Yep. I, I, yep. I figure that's just going to happen when Disney buys up everybody else. Everybody else. World. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the entertainment not monopoly. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yes. When Disney buys the rest of the planet. Yes. E- everyone will be in the House of Mouse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can go to Universal Studios Park presented by Disney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Universal presented by Disney. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the extent of my news. That's what I had. Just a few little fun pieces. Okay. Alrighty. Will, what you got? Um, hello. Yep. Hello. You're a little low, but you're sorry. There. I've been having some connectivity issues. I think <gasps> I finally got them fixed. Ah, how okay. dare you? Uh, uh, how, how dare my internet? Yes. Rude. Um, Impudent so, scum. <laughs> a couple of little things and one pretty big thing. Okay. Uh, we'll start with the little things. That's not necessarily so little, but I, you know, in comparison, uh, Star Trek has announced that they are welcoming Blue Del Barrio and Ian Alexander to the Star Trek family. They will be playing Adria, Adria, uh, which is going to be Star Trek's first non-binary character, okay. and Gray. Uh, did you, Star did you Trek's about first Dax, or? transgender character in Star Trek Discovery Season 3. 
That's very cool. I don't think that they considered Dax non-binary or transgender, but I think Dax was the start. Okay. Dax yeah. was them kind of dipping their Star- toes in the Dax water. was like the nascent version of that. Uh, right. Like they they kind of went, okay, we're we're hinting at this concept. We're right. we're gonna play with it a little, but it's still socially acceptable. And now they're just going fuck it and diving right into yeah. it. And I'm very yeah. happy. Uh, uh, what, I, would, what, I would like to uh, to pull the but really card on this. I believe if we want to talk about the first of that would be Odan from TNG, who was in two oh, male bodies, and yes. then at the end of the episode was in a female body, and Doctor Beverly yes. Carson couldn't couldn't deal with that. True. So. Yes, and, yes, and Odin. Was, wow, yeah, geek point. <laughs> yes, and there was also in uh, TNG there was also a non-binary race. That was true. Uh, yes, was a, tri- was a tri-binary race. I thought. Yeah, trinary race. And uh, no, no, no. With, you know no, what? You're right. Were, it was a non-binary race because. They were- the it was the opposite argument they were non-binary yeah. but if they chose to define themselves as as female or male they ended up going to conversion camp because remember Riker fell in love with right. the one yes yeah Riker fucked that up the tri <laughs> yeah. the, the 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 trigender was in enterprise because oh uh, yes which yes. trip trip fell for uh, <laughs> trip the, tripped all over that yes, yeah because there was the 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 third gendered partner was only used to help get procreation the, the, yeah for procreation. right and they were yeah. kind of considered lesser beings and all yeah that. it was like a caste system right and yeah. they were they were kind of dipping their toes into poly a little bit too there. yes yes they were mm-hmm. yeah. star Sorry, star Will. trek has always been ahead of the curve and it's yeah. nice that they they are putting their official stamp on non-binary and transgender Yes, and they're doing it this time. They're not dipping a toe; they're just fucking yeah. doing it. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, shit or get off the pot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. When does uh when does the when does the new season come out? Well, uh, season three, uh, October thirteen, somewhere around the middle of the month. Woo! Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Oh know. no! Wait, I'm I'm sorry. I take that back. I think it's October thirtieth. Oh, nice. Ooh, right Towards the end of the month. Yay! Oh, that'll be cool. Um, I don't know if I'll lose a geek point for this, but I have not started Discovery or Picard. I won't take a geek point away, but I highly suggest that you do. Yes. Is that my I, only? I, I will, but it's also like a whole other streaming service, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say come over <laughs> and watch it with us, but COVID. Um, yeah, but yeah, is- you know, COVID is a thing. Fuck, shut up. Um, but I highly suggest that you do. My warning would be that if you watch Discovery, keep yourself more in the mindset of the new movies. Yes, I I noticed that just from the trailers, from it stylistically and everything. It's very much the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. It is very, very much more the J.J. Abrams Star Trek lens flares and all. Um, (laughs) Which I I like those movies fine. I didn't have a hate boner for them like a lot of other more hardcore trekky people no 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 neither neither did we um i and i i highly enjoyed them i thought that they were very well cast and very well done Um, and it was fun and cool how they kind of did a a sort of soft reboot and tied it into the originals and everything Mm -hmm. yeah no they were real smart Um, about how they did it yeah what what i would say about also about discovery is um watch the short treks yes Uh yes oh they have like little like minisodes so what 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 they had was between like season one and season two and season two and season uh, three, I think like, yeah. But I think they also had them like when they do when they'd have like a mid because uh, CBS All Access doesn't do the Netflix dump 
it's they show it on a, on a weekly basis yes um but like when that they do like that that pause between episodes or whatever for like you know the half season hiatus they put out these short treks which um feature characters from the shows but in little I don't, like 10 10 20 minute little episodes that okay. uh just kind of help paint around the edges uh you know b story c story not i shouldn't even say b story it's more of like oh you want to know know more about uh you know these characters here's some things right okay. how did these two characters meet that kind of stuff like it it fills yeah. in the cracks yeah nice. and, and very good and, and there there is a point in season two i think it was they, they are the grout of the show yeah yes. Yes. there's a point in season two where if you didn't watch the sh the short trek, the connection between a couple characters, you kind of went, huh? But okay, uh, yeah. But so very much like Grout, it is necessary to to enjoy the rest of the tiled floor. Right. It it, it <laughs> yeah. definitely it it sticks the tiles together in a very neat little way, and okay. yeah, it's highly recommended. And it's very interesting. One of the things they do is they also do some stylistic um, changes. So some of them are shot like. You're the, like the show is shot regular. Mm -hmm. Some of them, though, are animated. Um, some of them are uh, was was one of them like a stop animation. I'm trying to remember. Now. Oh, yeah. So like they take they take risks and they are, uh, as, as I think I mentioned last time, they are up for uh, the short treks is up this year for um, Emmy Award for uh, what? Outstanding short form comedy or drama series. Yes interesting yeah huh. that's super cool um also if you when you watch picard watch ready room yeah the will wheaton ready rooms okay mm -hmm. will wheaton does uh like a little talk show um oh like an after after show kind of yeah. thing. right like a talks machina kind of a thing and he, okay. he sits with them and does little interviews and sneak peeks of the next show and trivia and stuff like that and it's very cool to see will wheaton on screen again okay you know it's nice to know that when when I decide to to dive in, the pool is deep. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Lots of cool shit. Yeah. Okay, Will. So we cut you off there. What else is going on? So a little bit of sad news. Oh, After no. seven seasons and over eighty episodes, a classic Adult Swim series will not be returning for new episodes. Following a rumor that began to circulate this weekend, uh, the Venture Brothers creator Jackson Public has confirmed that the series has indeed been canceled. Aww. Although I have to be surprised, I have to admit, I'm surprised that it was technically still in production because it seems like episodes come out like once every couple like years. four years, yeah. Um, uh, quoting here, unfortunately, it is true. Venture Brothers has been canceled. He wrote in a tweet confirming the axe fell earlier this year. We got the highly disappointing news a few months ago while we were writing what would have been season eight. Uh, we thank you, our amazing fans, for 17 years of your kind and patient attention. And as always, we love you. Uh, so another another uh, cartoon gone by the wayside. Aww. Mm. Dead face. So HBO with HBO Max has a deal with Cartoon Network. And... Uh, HBO themselves have picked up some Cartoon Network things that ended or were canceled, and they've picked them up. So, sad face now, uh, potential happy face later? Maybe. It's an interesting point. Um, also, Venture Brothers is great. Um, 
but have any of you guys been watching Harley Quinn? Yes. Uh, Harley Quinn is good, but Venture Brothers did it first. That's okay. true. That's true. And I, I am happy with, uh, with Harley Quinn. Uh, Harley Quinn is, is great and will give me the, the Venture Brothers vibes that I will crave. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've been watching them kind of in little spurts here and there, and yeah. they're a lot of fun. <laughs> in little spurts, be careful you don't want to make a mess. Right? Key <laughs> <laughs> <Good> point. <laughs> but yeah, that, that show's great. And uh and again, you know, back to the thing I was talking about that like people doing things and then things will come after them that build upon it. Harley Quinn and Venture Brothers are a great uh example of that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what's gonna build on Harley? Jesus. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> Ooh, that could get interesting. You're right? <laughs> cool, cool. What else you got, Will? Oh, last thing I got is a piece of the future is finally coming together. Oh. SkyDrive Incorporated, a world-leading developer of urban air mobility solutions, is proud to announce that it conducted a public demonstration flight of its new SD-03 flying car on august 25th 2020 so it's gonna be automated right no i think more uh a pilotable uh, a drone that you can pilot from inside the drone mm. hmm. so it's less flying car than it is flying helicopter sort of but the pictures are really really cool uh, it took a four-minute flight, and a pilot was at the controls, but had a computer-assisted control system to ensure flight stability and safety, while technical staff okay. had the field-monitored flight conditions and air performance at time at all times as a backup. So it's going to be kind of like those new cars that have like the brake assist and like the swerve assist stuff, uh, but for flying. Yeah. Well, I mean, if SpaceX can do what they've done in six years. Yeah. I mean, enough money behind it. Look what can happen. I mean, uh, we got rockets that can land themselves on a barge in the middle of the ocean that doesn't have anybody on it either. Computers, uh, man. Hey, man, we're <laughs> going to get there eventually. Yep. But uh, if you look at the pictures, it does. It looks like a, it looks like a drone uh, that has a pilot in it. Um, I, I did remember seeing the story, and and uh, there was something in the uh, in the story about I think in 2030 they are expecting to uh, introduce a self driving version of it. What was the thing we were looking at the other day that I said they have they've had tricorders and now they're just telling us what was the name of that thing? Oh, no, I can't find it. There's a new. Uh, medical device medical device that um it was prompted by covid uh that i they had the technology for already that they're putting out now as a way to uh tito care there it is yeah tito care yes and they're selling it at best buy oh what <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a it's a, a a device that uh pairs with your phone um it gives you on to, it basically like a tele teledoc uh that you're able to contact through your phone and then the device is connected uh i would assume by bluetooth um to, and it's to able, your phone yeah to your phone to send data to the doctor and uh, according to the website it's able to uh 
give them all sorts of diagnostic, um, measure your heart rate, your body temperature, uh, heart sounds. Uh, you can use it to look into the ear, the throat. Uh, it can listen to your lungs for noises. Uh, I'm glad we don't have to worry about the Circuit City version of this. um so yeah we kayla sent me this the other day and we watched i watched the video and then uh so if you go to the website um there's like there's a device that that is like a camera and thermometer and then there are attachments you get for it which include like for the ear like the the temperature autoscope temp thing um the stethoscope for heart and lung sounds uh tongue depressor adapter for the throat wow yeah, it's 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 basically a tricorder, a little little more invasive than just the little uh then we do we do we do we do we Yeah. <laughs> but but not much. Not much. I mean I mean, yeah. I mean, we were literally just talking about how how Star Trek in, <laughs> influences our tech and there mm-hmm. there you go. Will, talk to us about this thing you just put in chat. That's pretty cool. Uh <gasps> yeah, I I the the Hey, by the way, look at this breaking news from yesterday that just magically appeared on my screen. Uh, If you're a Star Trek fan, uh, you can soon toast the honored dead of Stovacor with the official Klingon blood wine. Wines That Rock, the company behind Star Trek Wines, announced its collection under license from Viacom CBS Consumer Products. Star Trek Wines' next release includes a 2018 Klingon blood wine Cabernet Sauvignon and a United Federation of Planets Special Reserve 2019 Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, Both wines, along along with the Chateau Picard, uh, and I'm going to botch this because my French is horrible, Cru Bourgeau, uh, mm-hmm. and a special reserve United Federation of Planets Old Vines Zinvendel are available exclusively at StarTrekWines.com. Uh, this will be coming out uh, very soon, I think, because they don't have a date that I can see. Uh, oh. Yes, please. <laughs> That's almost enough to make me drink. And I gotta say, uh, I'm it, sorry, even if wines, you, even I don't if, have to say please. <laughs> even even if you don't drink it, the bottles look amazing. I mean, they're they're art by themselves. Yeah, the bottles are beautiful. Yeah, that yeah. Is... Wow, that is rad. Which and this was uh, just announced the other day. So and just in time for Star Trek Day. Woo! Yeah, I, I love when when uh, IPs come out with like alcohols from their IPs, like <laughs> so you can you can really you know have the experience <laughs> but i mean it's not it's i've always wondered like what exactly was blood wine made out of i'm assuming blood uh, of some sort <laughs> it's tarred I, I, blood like everything yeah. else yeah it's tarred blood come on yeah. <laughs> this tarred, geek, geek point for for tarred blood <laughs> this tarred creature is is just you you can, uh, you the, can the, tar, the targ was essentially like a, a many-legged like ugly boar yep. yeah that apparently you can ferment its blood, right? You can do. I mean, the it makes sense that the Klingons would literally use every part of something that they killed. Absolutely, that well, that super they're... tracks for them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, they they kept them on their ships. Yeah, you know, so they're going to use them for as much well, as yeah. they possibly could. I mean, you had to have fresh targ. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, else, come on, nothing else pairs with gawk like some fresh targ. Exactly. Right? Hey, geek point. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard the speckle ones make very good pets. 
Oh, yes, they do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> geek point. What the hell? You guys are going to get more geek points than me. <laughs> oh, no, you're still way ahead, buddy. You are still oh, way ahead. Okay, cool. Um, talking right. about uh, IPs with alcohols. Um, so I actually, I have a bottle of Nuka-Cola dark rum. <laughs> oh, shit. And I also have a bottle of sweet berry wine. Those, okay, geek point. Geek point again. I'm just gonna keep uh, going here. You you guys know what sweet berry wine is, yes? Sweet berry wine. No, I'm uh Tim and Eric. Oh, okay. John C. Riley, uh yeah. Steve Rule. Yes, yes. The Tim yes. and Eric guy. Yes. So Eric uh partnered with like a winery and they actually produce sweet berry wine. And it has uh, John C. Riley's uh, Steve Brule, like oh my with God. wine dripping off his face as the art, Based but it's it, yeah. as like, yeah, yeah. Isn't that art great? That's wonderful. Like, <laughs> it it almost looks like he just like has a bloody face, and they just slammed his face into a piece of paper. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that show is so weird. Oh, I, I, I apologize. I, I revel in absurdity. <laughs> That is not a bad quality. You should no, not have to apologize no, for no, that. No apologies. We tend, we tend to I, like. I, I only, I only apologize because I have found even within the nerd community, some, some more absurd and bizarre uh, nerddoms are, you know, not, not always uh, received. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, we're all nerds, and I'm like, I'm a nerd, and I like this thing, and they're like, whoa, I don't know, too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, great job. <laughs> it's it's crazy how how nerds can be a little gatekeeper ish and a little right. like a little I don't know about a little sometimes. I, I okay, don't know okay. about a little okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was literally a whole thing about it recently <laughs> yes yeah yeah they need to knock that shit off I know it's it's honestly it's shameful for like a, a group of people that know what it's like to be kept out of things like mm -hmm. they should goddamn know better right. Yeah, remember what it was like when you were getting made of, made fun of right. when I when I was a little girl, and I was in like kindergarten, and I got made fun of because I like Star Trek. Yeah, how dare you, right? Because you're really? a girl. How dare yeah. you like this thing? Right. Yeah. You know yeah, when I was looking at the Egyptology book, and it wasn't for the boobies. <laughs> it was okay. for the Egyptology. Right, and the boobies. But yeah, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, everybody likes boobies. Exactly. And if you don't, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Most, even all the gay men I know like boobies. So it's, it's just a universal thing. <laughs> it, I mean, every, everybody encounters them at some point in their life. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Will, what else you got? That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, um, what do you got? Uh, so what I got is uh, I've been, I've been kind of trying to get this one on the air and I've not been able to to have my memory have my memory work to to remember this uh, but uh in a series of interview clips put out on the youtube uh kevin oh. smith has been talking about the masters of the universe netflix series that he is yes. executive producing and writing um and apparently he has teased that he has seen the first episode um and in his words uh it is awesome uh, he wishes he could share more of it, um, but he's under NDA. Yes, and of and you know <laughs> restricted, which I'm I'm sure has to be uh, just killing him. Yeah, 
because uh, he loves the blab. Um, so he, he, in one of them, he was talking about uh, just the work being done. And Powerhouse uh, Animation is doing the show. Mm -hmm. And he's, uh, he's, as he says, he gets, you know, pretty much daily animatics. Um, and and, and in, in a, uh, I guess you would say a uh, tip to to how good he thinks it is. He said uh, recently that with all the, the dearth of, of entertainment he has access to, he will watch the animatics of the episodes to, you know, for for enjoyment, not just for work purposes. Um, I mean, that's a ringing endorsement if I've ever heard one. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the other thing he was talking about recently is, um, uh, name just fell out of my head, uh, Ted Biasali, I think is his name, the, the mm -hmm. basically head of Netflix. Um, yeah. Basically said to him, listen, we want you to do this, but we want you to take it excessively seriously. Um, but I want you to make something that makes me feel like I felt watching those original He-Man and the Masters of the Universe uh, episodes um, when I was a kid. And he was like, you know, so he, one of the things he's been very, very uh, proud of is the amount of support that Netflix is putting behind this. Um, he did tease out that you might be in the market to see a trailer for it or a teaser trailer for it sometimes in the next six months. Um, no release date has been given out yet. Uh, but I think all in all, this is a very good, uh, very good signs. Um, I believe we heard the, uh, all the, all the voice recording has been done. So right at this point, it's just doing the, the animating, um, which as, as you can imagine, uh, especially for a show that's, you know, being given so much import, uh, stuff has to be right. Mm -hmm. So one of the things about this news, um, I was very excited to hear that they were doing a He-Man because I was curious to know if Netflix was going to do He-Man after the very successful She-Ra show. Absolutely. And that show was absolutely delightful. Um, as a, a straight cisgendered man, um, I really, really liked that show. And uh, not ashamed to say it. It was gay as hell, but it was wonderful. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely a delightful show. Uh, what's it called? Entrapta gives me life. <laughs> uh, yeah, Entrapta is wonderful. She is uh, a cinnamon roll that I would keep in my house. She is yes. wonderful. Yes, to put her up on the shelf and pet her. Yes, yes, forever. <laughs> um, and I was curious. I was like, you know. They did this She-Ra show. Are they going to do He-Man? Like, are are they going to do that? And then I saw that there was an announcement that they were doing an animated He-Man, and also there was going to be a live-action He-Man. And I was like, all right, cool. But I was very disappointed to learn that they will not be connected to or associated with the She-Ra show. Yeah, that's a Which little... was a big... That was, that was kind of a bummer. I mean, it's great that the show is happening, and I'm sure it's going to be great and wonderful in its own right. But it was kind of disappointing for them to kind of make this whole world and everything and everything that they did with Shira, and then to turn around and be like, "All right, we're going to do He Man, but it's also not going to have anything to do with this." That was a little, I don't know. You think they're I going for like, a different audience? I think so. I think that's exactly what it is. They're doing an audience uh, pivot, which I understand from a business standpoint. But like, you guys have an opportunity to do a He Man show also, like set with this stuff, 
and you'll be able to get all the fans of the Shira show on board with it. Plus anybody who liked T-Man on top of that. Well, now, uh, did, did they say no as in no or no as in, well, not yet? Uh, no, no as in no. From mm. from what I had read, it was no as in no. Yeah. Sad face. Yeah, that is, I know. I know. I think... That's missed opportunity, I personally feel. like. Yeah, I think... I think no, not that it. Kevin Smith is going to do a terrible job. I'm sure this show's going to be great. I'm going to freaking watch that shit. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's it's and you bring up a good a good question. You ha- they had uh, Noel Stevenson who was the showrunner for right. uh, for Shira. It's uh, it's one of those things where you'd love to know like what did they did they offer her He Man He Man you know? right? Because it was also weird that they did Shira before they did a He Man show. I think maybe that, they were testing yeah. the waters. Was something a little that wasn't the flagship? I mean, I guess, but they took Maybe? they took a lot of uh, socio political risks with mm-hmm. um, with Shira that I would have loved to see them try to do with He Man that I think would have been interesting. Well, you would um, think that they would they would if they had one property they probably had both. Right, and they exactly. were looking at their lineup and going, "Do we have enough female centric shows?" And if the answer is no, then what do we got that we can make that is more female centric? Right. That's and Shira is very female centric. In fact, it was specifically engineered for girls to sell toys, just like He Man was engineered to sell toys to boys. You know, <laughs> you know what's interesting? Um, and looking at this through the lens of what got young justice canceled allegedly oh my god yes i heard about that (laughs) is uh and and for those so young justice uh cartoon network um Uh, for two seasons i believe i I believe so yes and uh they the reason why season three is only available on the dc universe app is because cartoon network was basically told um your numbers are skewing too much to uh, your audience numbers are skewing too much to female, yes, uh, to, to little girls, and they don't buy action, action figures. Screw you, hippie. Yeah, uh, I think it's more of okay, boomer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a very okay, boomer, an okay boomer. Fucking thing. Um, I and, begged for action figures as a little girl, right? <laughs> and so yeah, they um, they they canceled it, um, and there was a lot of of feedback about just what a shitty corporate decision that is. Yeah. Um, were you, I mean, isn't that what we're looking for? You know, I, I don't know. I just like, it, it's weird. Like, I don't know. Whenever I hear about like corporate decisions or like a studio axing something or uh, a director or an actor leaving something because of like quote unquote creative differences or something, it really frustrates me. Cause it's like, all right, you're the corporation. You are bankrolling and distributing. I get that you're trying to make sure that your investment pays off, but literally the whole point of hiring writers, actors, and directors is because that is not your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do your job, which is distribute and pay and stay out of the way. Yes. And and time and again, whenever we see studios actually stay out of the way, uh, a big example of that is a lot of a lot of original content on Netflix because Netflix was kind of one of the first major streaming platforms to do original content. You see that like the quality is there, and that's because they were like, "Here you go, you get to make a show, do it." Yeah, I mean, honest to God, I mean, take out take out you know discussing uh, you know nudity and and language, I, right? Like censorship aside, like censorship aside, 
you would not have seen Orange is the New Black this, you know, starting no. this this year on NBC or whatever. Nope, absolutely um, not. You know, and even cable probably couldn't have done it. I would. I, they would. I. I yeah. Or wouldn't I have. Or yeah, wouldn't I, have. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, or I they would have done it and messed with it, and then it would have been bad. Yeah. I mean, especially this la the the last season of it, season seven of it, where they go they went hard on the uh, you know the deportation and immigration and, stuff, and the immigration yes. stuff, and it was like that was so daring, so oh, also Kate Mulgrew Voyager. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, She's a yeah. badass, no matter the accent. I mean, right. honestly, she needed she needed to step outside and be like computer and program. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> and then it was it was Star Trek the whole time. <laughs> uh, I'm sure everyone's seen the meme. It was a holodeck episode this entire time. Whole time. Um, I'm sure everybody's seen the meme uh, because there's so many. Um, crossovers between the uh cheers cast and star trek uh oh yes, that, yes. That cheers was actually just a holodeck program i mean how do you think uh they all know your name yeah it was like sandrine's <laughs> it's the same fucking thing that's a key point because you can know the name yeah <laughs> um yes. and and kind of tying to uh something will brought up uh mm -hmm. tomorrow is uh september 8th is uh star trek day Yes. Uh, we will be celebrating the 54th anniversary of Jesus. the original series de uh, debut. Uh, thank you uh, to Lucille Ball. Years. Yes. Yes, that's right, because she bankrolled that's, that. That's a uh, key point. So yeah. starting tomorrow, they are going to have nine global online panels hosted <gasps> by Will Wheaton and okay. Mika Burton. Nice. Oh. Uh, I love from, Mika. From 12 to 3.30 right. p.m. Pacific time, 3 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, there will be three and a half hours of virtual panels and programming that will reunite iconic cast members and creative minds from nine Star Trek television series. Uh, so I mean, they are capitalizing on everyone being stuck at home. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I'm taking uh, the computer to the shop tomorrow. Uh, so Star, <laughs> Star Trek Discovery uh, will be a panel with... Uh, Sneeko Martin-Green and David uh, Ayala and showrunners and executive producer Alex Kurtzman and Michelle Paradise. Uh, Star Trek Strange News World, rubbing my hands together. Okay. Uh, with series stars Anson Mount, Rebecca Romaine, and Ethan Peck. Uh, Sippin, are you unaware of what Strange New Worlds is? Well, what is Strange New Worlds? So <laughs> in, in season two of Discovery, we meet Captain Pike, number one. Okay, uh, and and actually, in season one, we 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 learn. Yeah, because Discovery is a, a prequel series. Discovery takes place ten years before. Well, it's a prequel. We'll just leave it at prequel right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and and Spock is the main character's like foster brother. Okay. Um. Interesting. So we get to see like a a even younger Spock. You yes. Just, yeah, you get to see a little boy Spock. Yeah. You see a little boy yeah. Spock. You also see a little, like, a little BB Spock. And, yeah. and and we see a like fresh out of Academy Lieutenant Spock. Uh, oh. On, and, yes. and and we see Enterprise Captain by Captain Pike. Strange nice. New Worlds is going to be the continuing story of the USS Enterprise under the command of Captain Pike, number <gasps> one, and Spock. Oh. Um, so and, 
and what uh, press releases about. Well, crap! Said. Now I got to get caught up on Discovery and Picard. <laughs> there you go. In the the shorts and oh man, in the ready room. Yeah, in the ready room. Jesus, guys! Uh, I forgot to bring my floaties for this pool. <laughs> um. So what what the press releases about Stranger Worlds has said is basically this is going to feel more like the original series Star Trek, more you know more you know we're visiting strange new worlds um there will be a meta plot to it um but it is going to be about doing the five-year mission uh so there's going to be a panel with them with anson mount rebecca romaine and ethan peck that's captain pike number one spock as well as executive producers akiva goldsman henry alonso myers and co-executive producer akella cooper and david and davy perez uh, there will be a Star Trek Enterprise panel with stars Scott Bakula, Linda Park, John Billingsley, Dominic Keating, Anthony Montgomery, and Connor Trenier. So everybody but Jolene Blaylock, who played T'Pol. Face. Uh, there will be a Deep Space Nine uh, panel with <gasps> with series star. <laughs> you hold you hold you holding your socks, Kay? Yes. <laughs> with series stars Terry Farrell, <laughs> Alexander Siddig. Armin Shimran, Nana Visitor, Sirak Lofton, executive producer, Iris Stephen Bear. Also, something I wanted to bring up, I've been meaning to, there has been a series of short videos uh, from Alexander Siddig, um, Sirak Lofton, and a few of the other kind of Deep Space Nine characters like 20, 30 years in the future. Um, the actor uh, Robinson, I can't remember his first name, who played Garrick has been in it. Um, and it's them at home at their computer or whatever, just filming over Zoom or whatever, um, doing these really cool readings. Uh, Nana Visitor uh, was on it, and she was doing uh, the attendant. Okay. From the Mirrorverse. Um, oh, I oh my yeah. god! You, oh you my watch, god! You, you just they are beautiful to watch. I think I've watched like the first three. Um, they're a little sometimes a little shaky, and you can kind of see they've got the script sort of in front of them a little bit, but. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful. Um, I'm Star sure Trek, Garrick is still a, a very accomplished tailor, as he um, always has been. Andrew Robinson is the name you were like. Andrew for. Robinson. Uh, uh, Garrick. I, I know is, what I said. <laughs> Garrick. Garrick is now the head of of, of the Taylors Union. Uh, yeah, if the Taylors <laughs> Union is all of Cardassia. <laughs> oh wow! Good yeah. for Garrick. Yeah. Nice glow up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Promotion. Yeah. Um, uh, there is going to be a Star Trek, the original series panel. Whoa. With yes. series stars, George Takei. Oh, my. Oh, yes. And CEO of Roddenberry Entertainment, Rod Roddenberry. That would be uh, Eugene Roddenberry's son. Yeah. Uh, okay. There is a Lower Decks uh, panel with voice, oh. with, with voice cast stars, Tawny Newsom. Uh, that's Mariner. Jack Quaid, uh, Bomler, Noah Wells. I can't remember the, the the Orion science officer's name. Oh yeah, what the hell's her name? I and, haven't watched enough of it to remember all their names yet. And it, Eugene Cordero. How how is it though? It is so good. It's if you if you like Harley. Okay. Okay. It's essentially that, but but Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. So <laughs> so essentially the the. Seth MacFarlane uh, fake it's Star a little, Trek with, little, with little Orville. A little it's Orville. A, it's a little, a little Orville, Orville, which, yeah, okay. Orville's amazing. Okay. 
Um, it's a little Orville. It's a little bit Harley. It's a little, it's definitely like not for kids. Yeah. You, you can there definitely, is language. Yeah. Cause uh, Mike McCann, uh, Mike, Mike McMahon is a showrunner, is like a producer. Right. So there is also a little bit of the. Uh, so it's a little Rick and Morty. Morty. Yeah. Not overly though. Not as okay. it's not as realistic. That's okay. It, it, it right. keeps it keeps everything. There are Easter eggs. There's still hope. <laughs> yes. There are Easter eggs and 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 tips of the the hat and nods to oh, all of the, nice. of the series. Like yes. just yeah. Um, set, also, set fan service to stun. Yes. Oh no! no don't you're setting you're setting fan service to overload. Yeah. <laughs> overload. Okay. Don't play a drinking game with each reference. You will die. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's going to be a Star Trek Voyager panel. Okay. With Dippin, hold your shorts. <laughs> Series stars. How did you know I was wearing shorts. Because <laughs> we're not that different. <laughs> oh. uh, and here I thought it was a unique butterfly. Uh, series stars Kate Mulgrew. Okay. Robert Picardo. Okay. Yes. Robert McNeil. Okay. Right. Garrett Wang. Forever. Forever Ensign Kim. Oh my god. That's <laughs> unless that you play poor, Star Trek kid. online. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unless you play Star Trek online. True. Uh, Tim Russ. The, the incomparable, he's been everywhere, Tim Russ. I, w- I want to see Tim Russ be on all of the panels. <laughs> because he's been in every fucking one of them. Yeah. And uh, and Ethan Phillips, because we can't have a Voyager uh, panel no, without Neelix. Without Neelix. And to, to finish it up, there is a Star Trek Picard slash Next Generation with legendary cast members Patrick Stewart and Jonathan Frakes. Yay! Uh, this will be free streaming all day tomorrow, uh, which I'm sure you'll probably be able to catch it later. Um, so starting at, uh, there's going to be a, mar- a streaming marathon uh, of shows uh, in the U.S. only, unfortunately, um, of episodes uh, from eight different Star Trek series. So what about Jeffrey Allen Combs? <sighs> Apparently he didn't get it, neither did uh, he didn't get invited. Uh, I know I saw uh, Marina Sirtis uh, kind of popped up and said, I would have I would have come done a panel. Like can't be on a panel. She's mean to Picard. Oh, (laughs) I'm mad at her. (laughs) But I mean, Uh, like Jeffrey Allen Combs, like he literally played like, yeah, everything on all of the shows. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's another one that should be on like most of those. panels. Right. Like, well, I mean. Technically, uh, Ethan Phillips could also like pop into the the TNG, and I think Run, maybe even... FCA. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, I mean, for for Jeffrey Combs, I mean, you've got Brunt, you got uh, Shram for Enterprise. Yes. Uh, you've the got the clone Warcraft. in the Dominion Wars. Yeah. Uh, Wayun. Wayun, yes, Wayun. Um. So the schedule tomorrow is uh, Star Trek Day streaming marathon starts at 3 a.m. Eastern Time, 12 a.m. Pacific. Uh, the marathon takes a break at 3 p.m. Uh, and then uh, starting at, uh, uh, so that's when the panels will start, 3 p.m. P- uh, Eastern, 12 Pacific. Then the marathon continues with uh, at uh, 12 a.m., uh, 9 p.m. Pacific. Or no, sorry, the, the streaming co- marathon continues 6.30 p.m. Eastern, 3.30 Pacific. And then at 12 a.m., the marathon concludes and Star Trek Day Global Panels will replay. So. 
Uh, there's also will be a uh, Star Trek Geeks Who Drink Star Trek pub quiz on Twitch. Okay. Uh, oh. Uh, which will be uh, virtually f- join fellow Star Trek fans from all over the world and test your Star Trek knowledge during the Geeks Who Drink Star Trek pub quiz on Twitch. Uh, and I'll be twitch.tv slash geeks who drink pub quizzes. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the URL for the Star Trek Day stuff is startrek.com slash day. Uh, and there's going to be all sorts of official merchandise flash sales at shop.startrek.com. And there's going to be a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So celebrating the 54th anniversary of one man's vision of what the future could look like and Speaking personally for myself, I kind of like it to look that way, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Um, so that's that's my geek news, and we've been going on for a bit. So are we over time? We're never over time. It's our show. Oh, cool. Just there's no producers in the in the booth like banging on the glass. (laughs) No, stop. But my dear friend does have to go to bed. (laughs) My dear friend Will does have an early morning. Early morning wake up call. So we'd like to hear for the week. <laughs> I used to say that too back when I was in my in my lower twenties. <laughs> let me tell you, when when you get on the other side of forty, not getting seven hours is uh, it's painful. Yeah. And and five a.m. comes early. Yes, it does. Hmm. Um. So Kay, yo, you got the big board, and by the big board, I mean whatever notepad or the, the bingo board. Yes. Going to the big board. Uh, I think it is as usual. It is. It is no surprise um, that our geekiest for tonight coming in with 13 points. And we probably could have given him a few more is sipping. Thank you. (laughs) You have been declared the geekiest. I I appreciate it. Uh, I am honored and blessed (laughs) and touched. Well, Uh, wait till I tell you what what you have to do as the geekiest. Yeah. Um, so just I'm, for... I, I might be touched in ways that I, I don't quite understand. Well, well, we'll make sure to explain yes. it to you first. <laughs> but coming in, in at, coming in at second, um, this was a, a record event. Joe and myself are tied for nine points. That is the most points I have ever received in a Kikius. Are you sure? Because there was that yeah. time you won. Yeah, but that time I won, I was only like four or five points. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think this is the most points I have ever gotten. So we tie we tie for second, and Will comes in with a respectable five at third. I, I think my my uh, charm and wit and speed of switching between subjects probably assisted in this uh, momentous occasion. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> to, to, so not, so not to not to do loot doot my own horn. Well, <laughs> as the geekiest, it is your right, privilege, and responsibility to uh, rub it in everyone's face. Yes. No. We, <laughs> we try. Listen, we try to have like the whose line it is, whose line is it anyway? Rules. Okay. The, the, uh, points, the points are, don't matter. Yeah, but Aww. they do matter in that you get to plug uh, where people can find you, what they can follow, oh. if there's anything yes. that they they um. need to look at. You can follow me uh, from a respectable distance, preferably through the internet. Um, (laughs) You can follow me at uh, Sippin' Prime on Instagram. Uh, You can find uh, the Attic Door team, including myself, uh, at Attic Door Media on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and we have a Twitch channel that we've been building. 
so you can actually pop on there and sometimes and catch uh, one or more of us uh, playing all kinds of games. Cool. Um, you can check out my Wiggly Writhing Unknown art at uh, Writhing Unknown on Instagram. Um, we also post things for it on our uh, Addict Door Media Instagram. Um, geez, what else? There's so many things. Um, and uh, you, you can also find me in your hearts and uh, in your dreams. Right, whether you want to or not i'm sorry but if you're lucidly <laughs> dreaming you can do whatever you need to do with sipping this is true although i also lucid dream so there there may be a battle dream warriors it is yes oh boy this is gonna get interesting <laughs> <laughs> um hey will where can they find you online uh you can find me at geekiest will on twitter and instagram cool and kayla where can they find you Yo, um, you can find me on the tweets at Hawk underscore Kayla. That is K-A-I-L-A. You can find me on Instagram at Geekiest Kayla, which is kind of my hub for all things geeky. Um, you can also find us at our geeky fun little thrift shop in downtown Davie if you're in the South Florida area. Uh, you can check us out at 4148 Davie Road. We are a, a fun little uh shop of curiosities and things uh that leans heavily towards towards geeky stuff um and if you want to check out we also have secondhandgoddess.net you can check out our online store uh we try to put stuff up there and, and make that store fun as well um and you can also find me playing jade on the not safe for wizards fifth edition DD actual play podcast i think that's it sounds like it okay you sure maybe the, the, no more you get a shake out that you forgot about or there's a lot there's really a lot i'm <laughs> sorry oh and secondhand got us on all social medias just for fun yes Ta-da! um and you can find me at uh on twitter at demorgus that's d-e-m-o-r-g-u-s uh you can find this social medias for this podcast at the geekiest pod um you can find me dming the fifth edition actual play podcast not safe for wizards where i every other week try to challenge my players and keep them on track <laughs> uh, uh that's difficult yes yeah. um also you can i'm i'm still trying to get a, my, a handle on the evolving dm stuff so we can do some you know pay for dming uh i will run one shot or campaigns for you let me just got to get that up and running uh interesting i think that's it uh, something we wanted to bring up, uh, I think we've been lacking about, um, if you love this podcast episode that you just listened to and would like to always make sure that you will know when we are posting a new podcast, uh, whatever pod catching app you're using, please give us a like, give us a review, give us a rating and, uh, subscribe. Yes. Send your digital affection. Yes. Yes. It's important. Uh, we we lately have had a very nice uh, bit of growth um and we want to kind of keep that growing so the more you like and subscribe and do all that stuff the better we appear to our podcast overlords who will promote us on their podcasting apps no and names. send us to your friends yes yes not not pointing any names somebody in cupertino california um we are i don't know what seven months eight months into this pandemic so as we have said every week since things went sideways follow social distancing wear a mask as pete 
our beloved co-host would say, don't be a dick. Um, we believe sincerely that Black Lives Matter. We thank you for listening this week, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. Au revoir. Leave the world a better place, kids. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.